sharpen your pencils, adjust your glasses, fill those pocket protectors, because you've never heard nerds like this. Matt and Chris engage in rampant speculation. What's up, Chris? What's up, Matt? Not much, dude. Just uh, another week in paradise. Missed you last week, man. Yeah, well, I wish I could say I missed you, but San Diego's pretty fun. It's a pretty good cure for missing people. San Diego had a higher calling. How was it? It was great. I love San Diego. That's where I'm from, in case you didn't know. Could you see the volcano erupting in Hawaii from there? No. (laughs) There was, it was the time of June gloom, um, which is a a thing in San Diego. There's two months out of the year where it's not sunny, perfect weather. And one of them's the rainy season. And the other one is like start of summer. You get this little cloud cover mainly around the beach area that just makes it a little chilly to go out swimming. Were you in uh, L.A.? No, I didn't go up to L.A. Oh, I thought you said you went to L.A. Where'd you go? San Diego. San Diego. Oh, I missed that part totally. Sorry about that. (laughs) I heard the doom and gloom. I've only been to San Diego once. I think it was in June. I'm almost positive it was in June. Yeah. Um, I took my Elena, my wife, there, and um, the first time she went, it was in June, and she had only brought, like, shorts and t-shirts and she was cold the whole time she didn't realize that it gets it gets cold in that time of the year yeah i mean cold to, to san diego it's like still 60 degrees out yeah but that's chilly at night when the wind's going especially yeah. off the ocean right so um i was reading the news and one of the more interesting things i thought was pretty funny and i've seen different commentary on this that fbi agent that shot that bystander in the club oh yeah did, did you hear about that um, yeah, I heard about the incident. I, I don't know much more than it happened. And, you know, he was off duty. Did you did you see the video of it? I saw a still from the video with him. Like his legs are like out behind him. His hands are on the floor. Oh, and, and him like him like punching the gun. And I don't know. I, I didn't see a gun because it was a thumbnail. So I didn't really. Oh, OK. And I'm like, so, I don't need to watch it. But he was breakdancing. Yeah. And like they had like a breakdance circle around him and uh, which is fine and all. But here's what I don't understand. So he did a backflip and the gun fell out. Yeah. And he went to pick it up like right away. Like like it terrified him and scared him. But with your training, like why the hell would you grab the trigger? Well, yeah, there's so many things about that. Like for one, okay, he's off duty. So are, are all FBI They're agents? They're required they to are? carry okay. it. Yep. So then two, um, why wasn't it one of those holsters with like a little clip thing to secure it? Yeah. And, one of- and then three... Why wasn't the safety on? And then I guess it could have turned off from falling, but I don't know because I think it was a Glock. So Glocks don't have safeties on them. They don't No, your your safety is your trigger, which I love. I love my Glock. And, um, but here's the thing with that is you don't need a safety man because that shit should have been condition zero. What that means is if, if I'm out, if he's out and about, and he's in a club and he doesn't get to be dancing. Keep it condition zero, which means there's nothing in the chamber. Okay, so yeah. That, that means well, you yeah, have to. That means you'd have to rack it. That well, means I mean, you but if you have somebody. to, if you if you're required to carry it, 
It seems like you'd be required to carry it loaded. True, but I mean, at the same, it is still loaded. It's just condition zero means like there's nothing in the chamber. That means you'd have to de- you'd have to actually rack the pistol for it to for a bullet to enter the chamber. Then you'd yeah. have to depress a trigger for it Could to it release. Could it rack itself from falling? I no, don't know enough that's about not blocks. possible. Okay, that's not possible. No, now I can um I can actually ninja rack mine, which means I can go like that and I can rack it without actually pulling it back with my hand. Yeah. Um, I can get the bullet to go in that direction, but it took me a long time to figure that out. Um, but that makes no sense to me as why he would have it, especially if you, if you know you're going to be breakdancing or moving around like that, either yeah. they make, they make the inner, um, pistol holes where it presses tight against you. And so doing a backflip probably would dislodge that, but they make them so they, they carry over. So it won't, right. for example, so if you were in a scuffle and you fell on the ground, your gun's not just going to fall out and they, and the assailant would pick the weapon up and shoot you with it. Right. That's why they have that there or shit like that for that reason. Um, police officers, when they carry their um, firearms, they actually have a locking system. So their pistol goes in their holsters and it turns pretty much. So you have to like turn to get it out. That way if um, they're in a rust, they're in like you see police officers, they get into a tassel and, um, and they're fighting the, the victim onto the ground or not the victim maybe the victim yeah uh, depending on what we're looking at here <laughs> right um or they're fighting the perp to get him on the ground they don't want the perp to be able to grab the pistol and pull it out they can't just pull it out it has to like pull and turn so it's, yeah so they do make holsters but that's that's a hip carry holster so they obviously you would see it but um i know when i carry i never use a holster sometimes it just depends on what i've got going because i'm skinny i'm skinny as shit so for me to carry it's a lot harder um, yeah. than, than most people i can't really hide it unless i'm wearing a coat or something Right. Um, yeah, the whole thing's stupid. And for me, illustrates perfectly why it makes sense to have areas where you don't allow guns. I mean, I understand all the arguments against quote unquote gun free zones to use the rights terminology. But like, I mean, the reason I think you shouldn't be allowed to bring guns onto schools and into bars and that kind of stuff is because of this kind of thing. It's because of the increased uh, chance of accidents and and not necessarily because I think that's going to deter some sort of active shooter situation. It's because you go into an area where everyone's serving alcohol and getting drunk uh, and you're carrying loaded weapons into there. I mean, that seems like an obvious recipe for a bunch of accidental deaths. No, they don't. They don't know if he was drunk or not. That hasn't been well, released. Well, but I mean, but here's my I thing: is like so, this is an example, but it's it's an imperfect example of that. But it it showcases that even like I, yeah, I didn't think he was drunk. It showcases even a sober, trained FBI agent, like the least likely person, can cause an accident to happen. Well, what I what I mean by that, what I'm saying is, so for example, um, he's probably gonna get fired. Yeah. Number one. But um but when I what I mean by that is uh studies do show that males are like more likely to be victimized around bars and we can actually nail it down with crime mapping between two and three AM in the morning. That's because when that's when most bars let out. Most fights happen because of that reason, because yeah. people are drunk at the end of the night. Um but I think it's too if you if you say if you depress the trigger and you kill somebody and you have alcohol in your system you are liable for that. I mean, yeah. there are certain steps that they give you. So when I did my um, carry concealed license, they actually tell you what to say and what not to say to the police after you shoot somebody, shoot an intruder that's coming to your home. The first step is no remorse. 
like I'm, you, if you say you're sorry or you show any kind of guilt, that shows that that probably you didn't have to shoot that person, and they will prosecute you. Depending on who the prosecutor is yeah. in that county, um, you have to watch out for shit like that. So, um, and there have been good people that have been locked away for defending themselves in their house. So Kansas has a no flea act, pretty much, or a flea act. What that means is, um, if the person is fleeing your residence and you shoot them in the back, you're going to jail. Yeah. And most prosecutors will prosecute that. You're going to jail because that person is no longer a threat. The state sees that as that person is no longer a threat to you. Um, but I kind I, of I, agree and, with that. And, and I don't. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Um, it just depends on the situation. You right. know what I mean? Um, is there other people outside? Are they trying to like like your situation? And like when that guy stole that liquor from you in Vegas, trying yeah. to trying to, you know, that shit's a little different. Now, if that was if it depends on what kind of how you're protecting yourself. Yeah. But um, the thing that I agree with you on back to what you were saying. Um, so in Kansas, if there's a no gun sign, it's only a penalty. It's only like a fine if yeah. they catch you with a firearm. Yeah. So it's whether you risk that fine or not. Right. Um, and I, I'm up and down in my gun safe zones. Um, I, I believe that it just, it's all to me, it's more people are, there are more, there, there are less mass shootings than what we really realize. Uh, the young Turks, I was watching something by them today and they really pissing me off because they love to, um, over extrapolate what mass shootings are. And they, yeah. they lump it in instead of being serious about it and figure out what are mass shootings? What are they defined as? And what do we need to do to keep firearms out of criminals hands? And, um, I think the statistics show that, uh, mass shootings aren't happening at bars, really. They're not happening. There was that one at the dance club, but when was there one before that? You know, right. they're random, they're random acts of terror, mm-hmm. terrorism, which I think we could call mass shootings and, um, uh, domestic yeah. terrorism and they're random acts of terrorism. I don't know how you're going to prevent those. Even if you had, um, uh, even if you had everybody in there that was armed with the, armed with the firearm, if that was going to prevent it or not. Right. The Which problem, is like the same problem with the Patriot Act. But yeah. Yeah. Going. yeah. So my, my point is the problem is preventing people getting those guns in the first place, which is why, you know, as a gun owner, I'm like common sense gun laws yeah. to me. You know what I mean? And, right. and I know people like to like flinch when you say that, but it, to me it's bullshit if you're flinching when you're saying that, because the, the thing you do is that like, you can have take away all gun safe zones. That's yeah. not going to take away mass shootings. It's just right. not because these people are on a death march anyhow. They don't right. care if they live or die. Right. You know they're doing it because one, they're going to get they're going to get publicity about it, and two, it's uh, it's in their in their mind psychologically they're getting some act of revenge. Right. So to me, common safe gun law, take away the loopholes, um, yeah. get rid of uh, background checks. They suck. Background checks suck. You know what I mean? But if we um, cause the gun shows I've been at, and especially in Vegas, they do background checks there. They're just shitty background checks. Right. You know? Um, and then we start prosecuting parents. I think if you start prosecuting people that don't lock up their shit when they know there's going to be infants around or not say infants, but, um, toddlers or children dumb people that kind, children yeah. of any kind that are be able to get their deranged people that be able to get their handguns. That's, that's on you, you know? Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, there's something needs to be done. I, I I think Bowling for Columbine is a great exploration of the problem with because I mean this came out when it was really only one mass school yeah. shooting. At I the, hate that movie though. It's a great movie. I, I, the, it takes a nuanced approach. Uh, except for, I mean, except oh, for you, just, you don't like his little showmanship thing, right? Where he's standing outside Walmart. 
And no, no. Them... When he goes to Canada, it's like walking through people's houses in Canada. Like, oh, Canada doesn't need guns. Like, I thought that was stupid. Yeah, no, no, no. That he's that's the exact opposite of what he's saying. He's saying Canada has a lot of guns, but no, they don't have a shooting problem like America does. No, I no, I get what you're saying, but like, I didn't like how he portrayed it. I, I just I hated that part of the movie. Oh, okay. Like, like how he's just like walking in because Canada. The the melting pot of Canada and the and the diversity of Canada is completely different from the gang violence that we got going on in America that's been perpetual throughout our history. So to compare the two to me is not fair. Um, I, I me, don't know I, enough I, about Canadian history to counter that, but they, but they don't have the they don't have the gang violence that well, we do. I don't know that they don't have the they don't have the violent history that the, that America does. They just don't. I, I mean, just don't. They know don't that. have the population that we do either. No, you know? that's true. We don't. They and don't have the population the, we do. But we, so we studied because the reason I said it is because when that came out, I was in college studying criminology. No, no, because that came out when I was in high school. So you had to have been in okay. High so we studied it in college. Okay. So for some reason, so I I hadn't seen right. it. So I haven't seen it until I was in college. I thought it came out then. Yeah, my bad. But um, we studied it in college, and yeah. I was pissed off because we started doing correlation charts from Canada to the United States, and especially with like places like Chicago. There's nowhere like Chicago. In the whole country of Canada, you know what I mean, and, yeah. and at all. I mean, if you look at the diversity of Chicago, and so is the the argument you're saying that actually the, there are that, stricter gun laws in in Chicago, more diverse people and that, more gang that violence. Canada would have more, so that Canada is not a good example that guns aren't the problem. It's actually an example that that with a a culture like you have to have the right kind of culture for guns to not be a problem. No, I think is that, that we're exactly. Well, what we're like, saying is like that I'm just saying what because his point was that Canada, it's he was trying to say it's not simply that we have a lot of guns because Canada has a lot of guns per capita. At that time, there a lot. We were a lot more similar to Canada in terms of our guns per capita. We've since like tripled our number it's culture because everyone's afraid Obama was going to take their guns. So they just kept buying guns every time he got reelected. Well, every, but, t- well, every time he got people, elected, you yeah. know, people bought buns every time people bought guns. Anytime there was an incident when yeah, I'm saying that too, when yeah. I, what I'm saying is no, it's not, it's nothing to do with how many guns there are. It's nothing to do with how many people there are. It has everything to do with the location of the areas. Like our poor areas, our low income areas, the higher crime rates in those areas, are nothing like Canada's. Canada per capita has a better a better economy mm-hmm. as far as the normal person goes. As far as America goes, and our crime rates and our and the certain neighborhoods that we have, like Harlem, you know, Compton, like the the perpetual violence and the the non stability in those areas has created this gang violence that has really torn apart torn our country apart. And which is exactly why Bill Clinton had the three strikes laws, went really tough on crime um, because African-Americans were saying, hey, could you please help our communities? Our communities are being ravaged by drug dealers and pimps and prostitutes and and violence. And we need we need an answer. And the problem is no one's investing. No one's investing in those areas. If we cleaned up those areas, you know, um, figured out a problem, reinvest in those areas, I think you would see violence go down tremendously, even though even though it has been going down. Right. Which is why which is why it's going well, down. Well, I, I think that was the theory behind it was, uh, we get tough on crime, and then that will just magically bring investment money into these areas. That's a but, dumb theory. But the, a lot of, yeah, a lot of those areas didn't, they did get reduced crime rates, and um, all it did was just lock up a bunch of people. No money came in. They're still really poor. 
Um, and now they just get stopped by the cops all the time. Yeah. Well, because then we invented dumb laws like stop and frisk, which right. which I, I don't agree with Ben Shapiro on that sure. one. But my, my point and all that was is we don't invest and yeah. the, and that that's, oh, yeah, that's, that's that, absolutely that's true. just it. I mean, yeah, we no one invested, and yeah. and no one. I'm a big proponent of rehabilitation. So mm-hmm. if you serve your time, you're done. You know what I mean. Instead of we we display these people as you know un, untouchables, mm-hmm. and to me that's not fair because so many people, especially you know, that there's so many African Americans that commit crimes, and they're uh, breaking the law and they get arrested for it, and then it's not fair how they're arrested, and it's not fair how they're treated once they're arrested and then once they get out. Then they then a lot of these people that uh, that have children, you know, have single female headed households, and they're not treated right. So then they just perpetuate the cycle, and they, the recidivism rates go up, and they keep going up, and they keep going up, and all of a sudden, now we're twenty years later yeah. from uh, from President uh, Clinton, and we're in this knee deep in this cycle of these low income areas with high crime rates, and we're not doing anything about it. Right. That, and, that's my issue. There's well, no, there's the no other, rehabilitation. The criminal justice right, system exactly. sucks. That, that's exactly where I was going to go is that we need to move away from the idea of punishment and move towards the idea of trying to rehabilitate people because, I mean, what's what's the point of the punishment? Like, is it just to make us feel better? Oh, this person got his comeuppance. It's money. Well, I mean, no, that's not entirely all of it. I mean, it's, it's all of I, it. No, there's part, that's part of it. I mean, cause you got the private prisons, they want to keep, right. They want to keep the, industry. The, the public money is funding these private businesses. I understand that's a huge part of things, but what I'm saying is like, if you look at the fundamental concept of justice system, right? So what is the point? What are we trying to achieve with a justice system that punishes people for breaking the law? What is the point of it? And I think a lot of, for a lot of people, it's about punishment. It's about you did a bad thing, so you need to get punished. And other people, and for me, like people like me, the whole point is you're trying to reduce crime. You're trying to reduce. And but how, I, I, what's agree. The best I w- agree with punishing no, no. people. It's just that. How but you, what's the best way to, uh, for me. We need to define what I is punishment. I don't care about punishment. If that's the correct answer, but, is no. my, but I think it's not always the correct answer. And I think for me, the goal isn't to punish someone. The goal is to prevent crime. But here's my thing is, and this is why I love our 10 amendments. Um, I agree with punishment 100%. 100%. But we have to define what is punishment. So when Jeremy Bentham, well, when Jeremy Bentham was a progressive and T is like the, uh, the guy that really pushed rehabilitation because what what he saw was all these people that were going to Norfolk Island or to um, people that do not know what that is. Australia is where Britain or England shipped a lot of their um, prisoners because they were getting over overloaded in Britain. They were living, actually living in ships. And so they shipped them to Australia. Then Australia was like an island of criminals. And the worst of the worst got sent to an island off of Australia called Norfolk Island. And so on and so on. So what I'm saying is Jeremy Bentham came around. He's like, hey, listen, we're not gaining anything here. What's define punishment? And defining punishment is, okay, you, you you have a crime. How do we rehabilitate you by a set of punishment? And and that's where we lost our way. It's like now we just throw them in a prison. And it's like, okay, that's your punishment. You're going to jail. You're going to, you know, you get... You get X amount of meals a day. You know, you mean get X amount of communication with people. Uh, you're gonna, you're, you may have to work off your debt as far as this. But what, what are we doing? You know, to me, punishment is 
you lose your right to go anywhere you want to because you're confined in a facility, but we should teach you how to be an active member of society. And we should we should have we have to find a way to where when these individuals come out of a prison, they can walk right into a job like, hey, listen, yeah, I I was in prison. I'm really sorry for what I did. And we got to stop arresting people for stupid drug offenses. Well, I just I agree with all that. I want to just say I just want to clarify this because I think you misunderstood me. My point wasn't that we shouldn't put people in jail or we shouldn't do quote unquote punishments. My point was that the goal of the justice system for me is not to punish people. Punishment is a tool that is used in the, to prevent crime. And so it's only, you should only use it when it's effective and when it is like necessary. But if, but just the only, if the only thing you care about is um, administering punishment to people who've broken a law, you're not really, concerned about you're not taking a a long view of what's actually best for society what's actually going to reduce crime and and make the society a better place then what you're going to get is you're going to say well this crime's really bad so what's a good punishment for this crime that like matches it it's the eye for the eye mentality it's like you've done a bad thing so we're going to do a bad thing to you not because it'll make you a better person, not because it'll make society better, but because it makes me feel good to cause pain to you because you've done something wrong. Is is kind of those are the two mentalities there. So uh, and and I get that and I agree with that. So what what we could what we could set theoretically set up and what, what needs to happen um, along the progressive system is, for example, if you ha- get caught with an ounce of marijuana. For example, right. it's not a dealer amount. You just bought an ounce of weed from somebody to go smoke it by yourself. You know that's not a that's not a prisonable offense. Fucking fine them. Let them pay a fee. Well, to, to the even state. better, just legalize marijuana. Well, no, no, no. I get that. I'm not. But, I'm uh, but let's say let's current, say it's a, just a our harder system. drug or yeah. something. Or I'm saying our current system. Yeah. Just, right. Just yeah. our current system right now. Like we actually imprison people for right. stupid shit like that. Right. Um, and then we have no discretion. And, I, and that's one thing I didn't like about – I get what Clinton was trying to do, and he was trying to solve a need, um, but getting rid of discretion from the courts, you know, because a lot of people that uh, – But somehow discretion still happened because you get people – well, it's because, you know, people – Different deals. people get different treatment, you know, because if you look at the, the, the sentences for black people who are caught with marijuana, um, it – you know, despite the fact that black people and white people use marijuana at the same rates, more black people as a percentage are arrested and imprisoned for marijuana use. Well, than white but people. it's you can say the same. The problem with that is it's not necessarily true because look at look at crack cocaine. More white right. people, well, more more white people are put in prison and it was stricter with stricter laws well, for crack cocaine than black people are, but more white people use crack cocaine. No, that's and the, the same other thing. Way around. And the same thing, like more. Black. There's there's crack and there's cocaine. They yeah, have completely at, different sentencing. But the but the, and but crack the, is used more by black people. So and it's more stricter st- sentencing. That's that's another drug. Yeah, that well, crack is cocaine is more used by black people. It's more used by white people. Cocaine is more used by white people. Crack, which they're the same drug essentially. It's it's just a different I, method I get how of delivery. I get the drugs. So cocaine specifically has its own things, and crack has its own sentencing. And crack is more serious. In regards to sentencing, crack is more used by black people. 
cocaine is more used by white people. And overall, maybe more people are getting more white people are getting arrested if you combine those two categories. But well, the what? fact, but the fact of the matter is, if you get caught with crack, it's a higher sentencing than cocaine. There's more white people arrested no matter what. I mean, well, we're there, more the I population mean, but I mean, per capita. If you could you could say that is, it's a higher percentage. Here, I think black people commit more crimes, and there's nothing in. I love black people. What I'm saying is African-Americans commit more crimes because we're not focusing on those areas. We we don't want to define an actual, hey, listen, we need to start focusing and investing in these areas because nothing is going to get better. You know, we're allowing society to turn its head against all these areas where the crime is high. Chicago, New York, um, California. These states have high crime. Look at St. Louis, um, East St. Louis. Um, you can, I'm just going to name the city itself because it has one of the highest crime rates in the United States. Um, predominantly African American. It's because we're not we're doing nothing in these areas. And to me, that's not so much systemic racism, but as a failure of um, our elected officials to realize, hey, listen, we're not we're not focusing on the right areas. We're not putting policies in place to. To focus on these areas in general, to to but, to filter. But that's, well, that's investing. where the person like myself saying that systemic racism exists would say, "Well, why are all the areas that we don't focus on black, predominantly black areas?" Because people don't want to invest in those areas. Why don't they want to invest in those areas? Because they're to get robbed. And because why are they going to get robbed? Because of high crime rates. And why are there high crime rates? Because we don't arrest enough black people. <laughs> that's that's true. There's no, more. That's, there's more. There's more criminals. If in you those look areas. at the history of it, but first if, of all, but if we and if we arrest more black people in those the areas, the history it's of gonna, intentionally impoverishing black people, and then that's led to higher crime rates, which has led to. I mean, if you look at, if you want to go back historically, well, yeah, if you I go mean, look, you're. Th- Businesses, when integration so bitch, happened, businesses intentionally, voluntarily get up and move out of black areas. Uh, or if a place became predominantly black, well, white people, white flight. And uh, realtors back in the 50s and 60s would, they would go to, um, a, they would sell a home in a white neighborhood to a black person. And then they'd go to all of the white people in that neighborhood and say, Oh, this black person just moved in. This neighborhood's property values are going to plummet. You need to sell me your house at a discount because it, because you know no one else will touch it. And then they all the white people would leave, and then they sell it to all the black people, and then um, and they turn it in. You know they would they would just because of what of their practices, and then they and they would also convince the white people. Oh, by the way, I have this other land over here. Um, it's way more expensive. You're going to have to pay me a lot more than you paid on that other house. But, you know, it's only white people. It's a gated community. And that's what led to this cycle. No, I'm not disagreeing with that. But so that was, that's what systemic that was, racism that 60, is. That was 60 exactly. years ago. Exactly. That's what systemic racism is, is that all these preconditions have been put into effect. So and America's, they have the more racist, so America's more racist today than it was 60 years ago? That is not even close. But to that's what, what systemic said. racism does. No, no, no. no, we, no need, we need what, to identify the problem. Here's the problem. Here's, no, systemic racism is, is completely misinterpreted, I think, because all it means is that there are a series of rules and preconditions that have been put into effect by that have the effect of discriminating against a certain uh group of people now you could have you could go through 
and say, and you know, I'm not uh, like you would find some people just statistically, but, but even in an ideal system, you could say, oh, every single person that's running this system is completely 100% not racist. You could say, you could do that and it would still, but the effect would still be that black people are getting systemically have a worse chance at life because of all of these preconditions. And, and, you know, you can say that's not our fault nowadays. And fair enough. Yeah, you weren't born then. You didn't make those laws. So that's not your fault. But, but the, that's not what I'm saying. Well, I don't, well, I, I'm, well, I'm, well, I'm I'm just making a general argument. I get that. But my issue is here's the problem is I don't disagree with systemic racism because here's here's a problem that I see with this. We're not acute enough with it. Um, and I think the issue is you can identify systemic racism as that. Yes, there's a precedent of a systemic problem that created that got areas to where they are now is that people, as far as if you look at Antifa or if you look at um, Black Lives Matter, the failure of those organizations is they don't focus on acute problems. For example, police training and how to train police, how to act in certain situations. Um, they don't focus on real issues that that, that are going to help these areas like um, investment banking and getting these areas back. But I don't, I don't think there's realtors today in today's world going around trying to sell white neighborhoods out of black neighborhoods, you know? Right. And, and so what I think is, you know, when we say systemic racism, um, people don't understand what I get what you're saying. And I agree with what you're saying. 100% that there's, that there's, there was, there was a systemic problem and it perpetuated to a point to where now we're left over. Now we have the leftovers of what's going on. But my issue is people are saying, Oh, now we have institutional racism. And I just don't just, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think we've got to a point to where, you know, I don't, for an institution to be racist, that means the entire institution has to be racist. I don't think the entire institution of policing is racist. I think there are racist cops. Anytime there's racist cops, we need to prosecute them right. and put them behind bars. Um, but I think that we also need to look at there are certain racist factors that are taught to police officers or in training that we need to that we need to kick out. And to right. me, that's where that's where um, some of that comes into. And now the Young Turks would say on that same thing that like, oh, that's white privilege. And my problem, only problem with that is, is um, is that profiling has to exist. For policing to exist, you have to be able to profile. You can't be a good police officer without profiling. And profiling took a real nasty eye in the Washington sniper shooting. Um, but profiling is the nature of the job because a lot of a lot of times, like if you go with your gut instinct, a lot of times it's right. Not to say that there aren't police officers out there that shoot innocent black people, because um, it happens a lot of times. And they shoot innocent white people, and they should shoot people in general. Um, but I don't think that's an institutional racism thing. I think well, that goes too far. I think part, well, yeah. Well, and now, and you're using the term institutional now. Yeah. The different, so, different than systemic. Right. Those are two different and things. And so I would, I would agree a lot more with that. Um, I think, and specifically I, in regards to cops. One second. I, I your, think, your definition of systemic is different than what a lot of people use though. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's true that the people who are against systemic racism, like, there, there are definitely people out there who don't have a, who think it means something and they see it everywhere and it's not really there. The what, like, that's not really what the word means, what they're talking about. Um, but they use that term. Um, How come no one explains that? Like, if you go on CNN, no one explains, like, no one sits down and explains it like you explained it. And I agree with everything you said because it definitely right. happened. If I, let's, one of my favorite songs is Afro Man. 
He sings that Colt 45 and two zigzags. Maybe that's all we need. You know, we could roll to the bar, um, smoke that tub of weed. And he goes, when, um, when the Afro man walked through the white land, houses went up for sale. Like, yeah. he, he, he loofs to that, but it's true. Yeah. And I agree with all that. And um, I'm a big proponent of, you know, helping these areas. But um, but that no one explains what systemic means. Well, I think part of it is because most people are, like, very wrapped up in themselves. And they so they say systemic racism. Like, so let's say it's someone who really understand it understands it they say systemic racism and they don't feel they know what it means and so they're like they make the assumption that everyone knows exactly what it means and then that causes other people they hear it and they interpret you know it's it's the game of telephone kind of thing so then people hear that and they think it means something slightly different so then they go say about it to their friends and and then they kind of misapply it a little bit just a little bit and then their friends go out and do it and they just misapply it a little bit more. And then that, so it's, it's got that ripple effect. And then you're going to get a lot of people who get it um, several um, iterations away and it's completely turned into something. Because you can look at these words and because systemic and racism, those each have independent meanings as well as what that one phrase means by itself. So they hear systemic and they hear racism and then they kind of put those together and they use intuition and they think, okay, that means the government is racist. And this person I trust is telling me that it exists and he made a good argument for it. So now I think, you know, all cops are racist or something. Well, and I think people take, people don't understand the difference between systemic and institutional too. Right. People are like, Oh, the institution I've always believed in policing, for example, is all racist. Like, no, that's not what we mean. Right. We mean like, um, I have a problem with institutional racism because it's too too broad of a brush. It's not acute enough to figure out a, a symptom sure. or or uh, a solution. And systemic to me, um, and defined your way, makes complete sense because it's a, it's a problem throughout history that we've deprived a certain race of people right. of a certain attribute of life, and that's definitely an issue. And it continues to perpetuate. So then, the question becomes, like, what's our obligation? to try to correct the wrongs of the past. Now, I, I'll, you know, a lot of people will say, well, those are the wrongs of the past. We can't keep correcting the sins of history because you go back to the beginning of time. And I agree, that's true. But the facts of the matter, yeah, I mean, but, well, it, it's completely true, but also we're it's not, like... We're going back, come you know, on, people. We're going back, if you we're go, going back 200 if you, years here. Like, right. Yeah, we're not going back that far is the thing. Yeah, our country is only 200... And if you, 50 Chris, years that's old, three grandfathers. Yeah. Not even. Right. That's I mean, even, even in the case of native Americans, it's not really that long ago. Um, we've done, I, um, we've almost done more for native Americans than we've done for black people. No, I think that's true, but also there are much smaller percentage of the population. So it's, that's even cheaper. worse. It's cheaper. <laughs> I know, to, but that's even worse. But yeah, we should be doing even more in that regard because it, it would be so much, so cheap to, and, and yeah, we definitely neglect, the native american populations we they are they're 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 worse off than than black yeah. people in the sense that like they're um, we should be mortality, spending us, their mortality rates are incredibly we should be spending bad. as much money as we possibly can to try to create better lives for these people that we have throughout history swindled and they're in bad position because of I will say the French, they did kill a lot of us. The French and the Indians. Yeah, and the Spanish. Uh, oh, 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 oh. 
Yeah, no, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, and you know, people hear me say damn a lot of people like Jesse, for instance, uh, throwing some I shade like there with the French, but you know, they'll say, oh, you know, everybody does this. It's not just, you know, they, it's not about, yeah, the French were assholes too. And so were the Spanish. And you know what? Native Americans, if they were, if they had had better technology and sailed to Europe, they probably would have been assholes too. It's, it's, I'm not saying that that's a white person problem. And maybe some people think it's a white person problem, and I disagree with them. It's an empire But problem. it's the thing is, Every who, do we, yeah, who do we want to be? Do we want to hold ourselves to the standards that we express? Or are we going to be like, these are the best things, but you know, if they're inconvenient for me, I'm just not going to follow them. And I say, no, we, we want to hold ourselves to a higher standard. We need to be we like We want Alexander. to live up to the promise of our ideals. We need to be like Alexander. Yeah. Encompassing of everybody conquered. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think that uh, we have to have... And so how do we solve systemic problems as far as like, that's a much tougher question, <laughs> but I think, I don't think it's tough. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's the problem is all these old bastards that are, that keep getting reelected and it's changing at a rapid pace. Mm-hmm. They perpetuate the same shit over and over and over again, because that's what's oh, getting them elected. Yeah, I do think democracy is sick. Yeah. And I, I think that it, mm-hmm. it's changing. You know, I think Trump has done a lot to help that as far mm-hmm. as, and that's one accidentally, but I kind of agree. But I think that's one of the great things about Trump's election is like, whether it's accidental or not, um, having a populist and it, that it's almost like the catalyst to the reignition of our revolution yeah. um, is what's happening right now. And um, because even like Monica's cousin, who I would never think that would be political, like she would even have some insight and you could see yeah. like some of the political stuff and um, Monica's parents are, are real, uh, um, Trump fans right. and whatnot, and sometimes that's hard because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a Trump fan in any sort of way. Right. But um, and I'm not a liberal. But here's the thing: is you know what pisses me off? Like you know, people like get pissed off because if you're not, a, if you're a Trump supporter, they say, "Oh, you're racist or you're a bigot." Well, if you're if you're not a Trump supporter to them, I must be a liberal. I'm not liberal. No, you're not. So, and that's the funny thing: there's like, no, I'm not a liberal. I'm, I didn't vote for Hillary. I, yeah. uh, um, you know, I didn't vote for Obama. But at the same time, it's like. I get pegged as a liberal because I don't like Trump. I just don't like President Trump. I'm like, I'm sorry for that, but yeah, not not every Ben yeah. Shapiro doesn't like him either, and he's like the most conservative person you ever meet. And he's you True. think you think his views are crazy. Yeah, like he has some like crazy ass views, and yeah. Um, but I do like some of his stuff. That and my my most important thing about how do you fix systemic racism? And um, he would say there's no systemic racism at all, which I don't think that's right. right. Um, your definition makes sense, but I think a lot of people get caught up in the definition of institutional racism, which right. I would disagree with because I don't think the entire institution of of government is racist. Right. It started racist for sure, and it, it or not so. Much, I don't know if you right. call it like. Well, it's well, definitely racist because well, they definitely here, look down here, on black here's people. Here's the other thing: because you got like, the three-fifths compromise. I mean, well, but that's also, I would say, well, yes, the government. Yeah, because it's written into the laws. So, go- I think you could say that governments can be racist, but it, when you start getting into like organizations, the thing is, they're they are only what the people that make them up are, right? So, and Trump's not pretty know, good it's, on it's that. A look how, much, of look how many things, women yeah. Trump has hired. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, and that's one thing I'll, I'll say, well, I don't know. Liberals, there's lots of reasons to say that liberals have not held themselves up very well since Trump's election. One of the biggest ones though, is how they've treated a lot of the women in Trump's administration. Um, you know, they, they've resorted to a lot of the same sexist, uh, you know, 
attacks about on like looks and everything like that that for a long time were pretty much only lobbed at conservatives who did it against liberal women um it's i mean come on guys you know what what do we say that's those aren't appropriate attacks whether the person's a conservative or a liberal but i, I think that proves my point and then yeah. to me that's why it's not hard to fix politics it's really it's it's really not because politics is the same thing yeah perpetuated throughout history our history american history um even if, even if you go back and look at some of the text written about caesar and all them they still talk shit on each other in the courts you know what i mean right. <laughs> they're still talking shit like that's yeah. just the nature of the game but my my uh i don't care about shit talking all i care about is that we take care because the problem's going to be um it's going to get to a point to where where um in the movie demolition man where uh professor cocteau cocteau whatever his name is and he's like has this like oh you can't eat salt it's salt's bad for you or like no cursing like they print out tickets for cursing um it, that even that society didn't work and i love that they pointed that out because you're still no matter at what point you're not focusing on the bottom percent mm-hmm. and not not to say that you have to tax rich people to get for that bottom percent that's a different issue the problem is we have to invest and if you don't in in California does a good job of this. If you don't invest in those in those areas, the shit's just going to keep falling apart. And the more it falls apart, the more those people will have to uh, revert to means that because they can't get jobs because they've probably been arrested because they've grown up in an area to where crime was more relevant than an actual job was. And so the, the more you stop doing that, the more it's going to perpetuate, and the bigger those areas are going to be. Um, and so right. my my thing is uh, have urban growth developments. To where you can't keep building like we're we're out here um, in outside of Kansas City and it's booming and all these buildings are going up. Kansas City can put an urban growth development and say, "Hey, listen, you can't build any more any more houses until you take care of what's in downtown Kansas City." Yeah. So you can only build those areas. Those areas will go up quick. Um, the only problem with that is a lot of times they become more white because well yeah it, because but, when I'm, but, but, but here's my, but here's, my right. but here's my counter to that if we get people that know what they're doing is um, we have all these first time home, homeowner programs that fall flat on their ass because those people can't for, afford their first payment why not have um, and taking a chance with those first time homeowner uh, buyers let's take a chance with um, give those people a chance to live somewhere well you know I would, or something I would counter with something well. Like extending that idea further, because I, I I'm gonna say the word. It's if gonna some- it's gonna it's gonna make a lot of people cringe and hate it just immediately right here. But just bear me out. Reparations, okay? Now, I, I know Jesse, Jesse would be I, like I know, pissed. Right I know now. all of the I know all of the objections to him, and I understand them. But look at it this way: this is like um, you know, we we're trying to make these problems. Or we're trying to solve these problems by getting people to make monthly payments on a mortgage, and they can't that they can't afford. Uh, and then okay, oh no, go go out and get a job. How are they going to get a job? Oh, go get education. Well, how are they going to have time to go get education if they can't afford to feed themselves? Like, or maybe the simple solution is you give all of them. A bunch of money, or you know, like a bunch. You don't make them all millionaires. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but uh, you know, like that's, that's maybe that's, maybe that's you can have gold, a, maybe you have some programs where you just say, you know, we're gonna give away free houses, but you have to be a black person, a, a nice free houses, and you don't have to pay a property tax for five years. 
And so you get a stable, nice house that you're not making monthly payments on. And then you can start stabilizing your life. Um, and then, you know, and then maybe we give every black person like a, a just a blanket amount of money. And yeah, a lot of black people are going to waste it. Well, I'm not saying that that's not true because a lot of white people would waste I don't, it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, here's my only, here's, I don't think those programs work, but here's what I'm talking about. Cause we already have low income housing. That's a huge thing. And I deal with a lot of that for my work, for right. my, my job. I deal with a lot of low income housing. Um, my thing is like investing in, um, like for example, the mom that has to work three jobs and, um, right. Like, but- cause cause the region she has to work three jobs cause there's no businesses that, that are nearby for her to work at. Right. So my, my thing is getting, and that, that goes back to the economy a little bit, but my thing is like, um, and I agree with your housing. I don't think that your housing is wrong, but we have, for example, Vegas, when I dealt with the housing authority in Vegas, I um, walked many houses that were three hundred thousand dollar houses that were on um, low income standards, so they're paying seventy five dollars a month. Yeah, and and that's and I don't I don't care about that. I'm just saying that those houses, those nice houses, exist for that area. But if you're talking about like redoing this whole area and saying, um, I I just don't want black people to be there. I'm talking about low income in general, and that's why I like to well, low income. Well, we were but talking in, about, about reparations. Black no, people, I get what you're saying. Right. What I'm saying is. But my, my solution is to create a more non-racist area because if you just create it with just more black people, that would just perpetuate a no, racist yeah, cycle. It would be a, that's so, why I said some houses. Yeah, not no. All, but what yeah. I'm saying is if you go in there and you like you rebuild the bank or you rebuild the Walmart. Well, yes, if, and then like and you rebuild like. Uh, um, well, and you and, need minority ownerships because yep. that's how you're going to. Minority small the, businesses the need to grow is, up. It's not just about so, helping current people live easy lives. My, it's my, about setting them up so that. Their communities can continue to succeed. We need to give out more loans because that to me is um, the only place there might be institutional racism is lending. Is a bank more more able to lend to a white person than a black person? I mean, like this is where it gets into that. It's a it's a fuzzy line between those terms. Like that can still be considered systemic. I don't don't know the statistics. That can still be considered systemic because what they're doing is they're looking. They all of their term, you know, all of their. decision-making thing is like financial base but you know black people are per, as a percentage worse off than white people right so they're going to be discriminated against even like a pure blind test you can't see their names you, you know everyone gets assigned a random number all you're looking at is their financial history and black people are going to get dis- discriminated against but that's that's an example of systemic racism because that they're the reason they have bad financial history is because our recent history of actively discriminating against them. And we've not emerged from that, like in terms of the effects of it, which is, which is funny. Like, yes, man, like had that thing where he just said yes to everything. And people were actually paying their shit because the bank made more money because of small loans. That's where I was trying to go with my thing about reparations is like, there's been studies that show that if you just give people money and you don't make them, there's not a bunch of job. You just say, Here's $100. Like they go to developing nations. They go to homeless people. They've done studies and they show that actually just giving people cash does a lot better for them um, in terms of them actually being able to succeed and, and get back on their feet than like having all these program job training programs and soup kitchens. People and are lazy. That's almost, why. Yeah. So, it's, hard to, it's hard to relearn something. 
Well, but also it's like you're making people, it's almost like you're making people jump through these hoops for food and shelter. Well, that's what I meant by you lazy. Know, they're, yeah, like, there's they're a lot of performing. Because if, if you're down, if you just out. give them cash, they can go try to do something with it. And I guess lazy is not the right. And there's more ownership of their success. Lazy sounds kind of dumb to say. Lazy is not the right same thing. I think people are um, intellectually inhibited by the fact that they um, are depressed because they're down and out. So it's really hard to jump their hoops. Right. So that makes them lazy by, well, by, well, there's by that too. Yeah, That's what I meant. You by talk that. about, yeah. Like I, you know, when you see homeless people on the street and there's a lot of them, like they have this, you can tell that they've given up in a sense because that like, cause you know, like you'll give them money and they will react the exact same way to you as if you ignored them or as if you were mean to them or like, they just don't care how you react to them. Give them money. Don't give them money. They'll, they'll just move on and keep trying to survive. They've given up on, on it, on the, on the game. They've, they've suffered too much. They've mentally broken in some way and they, and you can tell that. Um, so that's, that's another issue, but, um, no, to get, try to wrap up my point about reparations, the idea is, well, now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, you had the idea of giving people money. Um, um, it, it gives them a better position in life right. rather uh, than jumping their hoops. Right, yeah. And and putting all these requirements on it. Um, just give them some money and give them all a chance and you know remove cuz remove a lot of the restrictions against it um and, and you know what if if you're have a problem with that because it's racist because we're just helping the black people and you're like well you know there's a lot of poor white people who never had a fair shot either the their only difference between them is that they were slightly higher than the black people historically but you know other than that they've had that i i would be fine with a pure poverty reparations what, what, <laughs> where, what, where what, we give everybody a bunch of money and and help everyone up well why don't we we can't call it we can't call it a reparation at that point that we would well, just call yeah. it a um uh what did george bush do he did a um well i'd say poor people reparations yeah no george, george bush it. did that one he gave everybody like 800 dollars I and mean, it was a well, what, uh, what, uh, they call, what did they call that they called um that was a refund no a it was a tax refund but they call it um Stimulus, stimulus package. Yeah, you know, and and my thing is, but here's my here's my point on that. But that was so weak. It was so no, like, no, no, in terms no, of no, what each American actually we're, got. We're, we're talking big picture here. Yeah. Say you did a stimulus package, and you had to be at a certain poverty line to get like fifteen thousand a year below. Yeah. Or, or actually, that's too low. Well, that's one too low. thing 19, I liked 19, about twenty five thousand or below, I think should be your one stimulus. One thing I package. liked about Trump's tax plan, like I don't like anything about it in terms of the policies. That it's actually implementing, but it had a good concept of creating a low economic, or what was what is what are those things? Economic impact zones or something like that. And the idea was you're they were trying to encourage income in these impoverished, depressed areas. That is a good idea. We should have those things, and, but and, more and yeah, so. so we do like a stimulus package, and um, and we design it to benefit everybody. But we set aside a, a a larger percentage of it to specifically help these low economic if, development areas. If I'm a business owner, especially for the business that I'm in, um, if I'm a business owner, I am going to want a stimulus package because people are going to buy my products. Right. You, you know what I mean? And 
not that I really sell, I do sell products, but not, not really. But anyhow, people are going to buy our products right. for sure. And um, business owners should be clapping their hands for stimulus package because the economy is going to boom. Now, I do, I will say that Trump's right now, and I don't, I hate, I hate to say it because I'm, whatever, it's bullshit to say that it's just Trump. He's only been a president for a fucking year and a half, people. That the economy is at three and a half percent unemployment, which is scary. It's almost scary too good. But, um, so, I mean, the economy's fine, but it still doesn't defeat the purpose that there are so many people below $20,000 a year. Yeah. And by the way, you can't be a college kid. If you're going to college, you're making less $20,000, you do not deserve a stimulus package. I mean, I, I don't know yeah, if I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, there's that. a... Yeah, kind of. I mean, because a lot of those people are being taken well, care oh, of. Oh, yeah. Here is my other point. So we'd about have to the we have to like weed some of that out. Um, the, the my other point about the reparations was, and it applies to this too. Whatever you want to say, the idea is, if you, the the problem is that people are bad at making judgment calls. So if you take a system and you say, at these the year are the criterion, and you know, like this is what we think will. If we only give to this this kind of money to these kind of people because that's what we've decided those will be the successful people. The history has shown time and time again that those, whenever you make those little parameters, you're always going to be wrong somehow. And so that's why it's better to just kind of do a blanket thing because you don't know who the success stories are going to be. It's almost impossible for you to actually be able to identify beforehand so it's better to do a blanket thing because then you'll catch everybody and so you'll get all of the success stories that's bullshit white people are going to be more successful chris <laughs> no but that's funny because it's a, that you say that there was actually this dumb study um in criminology that was done about about abortions and uh people were saying that like well and it's kind of funny because obviously i went to benedictine and I'm not Catholic, but it was a Catholic college. And um, the study that said that, um, that was that if we just abort all these low-income babies because they're single female had households, the deviation rate with single females is higher than a deviation rate with um, two parents, a two-parent household. So we just should abort those babies because they're going to amount to nothing. And the study says, like, no, some of the most smartest people in the world have come out of, like, a single family household, so you can't do that. Right. Um, which is an argument for uh, pro-life people. But right. I'm not, not that I'm making that argument. But that, that to me, that same logic is, like, is applied there. It's like, you can't yes. – because – and that's why I'm saying to the to the back to the issue of funding people, it should be about the idea. What what Because – um, an African-American have a great idea for a business that just gets thrown under the rug because they don't have the great financials for it. But right. business is about taking risk. And my point is like there's the, – if you if you set a white person up with a black person, they had the same financial thing, I would hope to God that that um, African-American doesn't get jousted because of the color of their skin in today's society. I would right. hope that we've gone past that. I don't know. I mean I don't – here's the thing is that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I hate – that's why I've always hated systemic and institutional racism because I want to know the acute instances so we can attack that yeah. and attack those businesses and attack that person and really, you know, make an example out of that because that to me is how we solve problems. Or that's how I look at solving problems because it's always how I have solved problems. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to do that in, on a grand scale of as the United States. But I I agree. It's, it's, we did, we've got to... I don't, we got onto this tangent, but like, uh, it's, I'm passionate about helping it because, 
Um, I've known so many uh, people as far as the Hispanic community when I lived in Phoenix and Vegas. Um, a lot of them were lower income, but they weren't criminals. You know what I mean? And some were. Don't get me wrong. I know some criminals. But, um, and, uh, you know, African Americans, um, you know, I... I have that connection, and I learned what woke was tonight. I had no fucking idea. I didn't care about being woke or what woke was. Jesse asked me that yes last time. I'm like, no, I'm not woke. I guess technically I would be woke, but I don't know what woke was. So, yeah. like, I just cared about people, and, like, I never saw people for who they I just saw people for who they were, and I liked that person, or I didn't fucking like that person. Yeah. There's a lot of black people I didn't like. There's a lot of black people I did like. You know what yeah. I mean? Same thing with... There's a lot of white people I don't like. Right. Um... <laughs> But there's a lot of people I do like. But I, I think that's – I think a lot of people think along those lines now. It's not so taboo anymore. It's just that how do we get that mindset into funding because my problem is we don't focus on funding for these areas. Right. And I don't know if you just do a stimulus package for 20000 below. But there has to be – the economy is doing well enough to where we have to have a stimulus package of some sort – for these areas and and my thing is we don't do a stimulus package we do an investment package mm-hmm. get we get more small businesses out there yeah. in the hands of um minorities what, and, is... and I, I know jesse's gonna hate that jesse's gonna hate that i say that because this is giving them like it's almost like affirmative action or but, you know a free yeah. market should dictate you know if black people should not like no that's not true that's not necessarily true right. if it's because they've and this is the only reason I like I like Ben Shapiro, but like that's one that run one of the reasons I disagree with him on. I would like to have an intellectual debate about it. It's like so we have this historical happenstance of where you know we we have this um, the slums and we have uh, the tenements. If you look at um, organized crime, for example, and uh, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a minute to take a break. Chris is gonna do a history podcast, which I'm really excited about because I love American history. Um, but uh, there's there's what are called tenements, and they are really popular back when organized crime was starting to grow in America. And these tenements were mainly um, Italians and Irish people in, in Manhattan that housed the house in these tenements. And organized crime boomed because of the living conditions and how um, how these younger kids, uh, when... The, if everybody's seen The Godfather, so The Godfather is um is actually based off a, car- a car- the real life uh, guy named Giovanni um, Bonito, and how he grew up in these tenements and how he was seeing people get murdered and like the organized crime. He's like, man, crime's way easier than working a real job. Yeah. But there was no investment in those areas. We fucking used those people. It was like indentured servitude, and that really existed in America mm-hmm. and especially in the South. Um, but if we we fixed it though but we never fixed the issue with with african americans right. it's like we fixed indentured servitude yeah how come we can't fix the issue with african americans in those areas because those tenements are now being turned into multi-million dollar condos in manhattan yeah. and and no, nobody's doing anything with harlem or compton um and, well, and, harlem's actually turned around quite a bit but you but what i'm saying is like the jungle over in in la i mean come on man like some of those areas are like they're notorious because the the i say we go in there we kick the shit out of the gang members and we start fucking investing in those areas and and, and it's going to create an imbalance at first i get that but at the same time is we've got to figure out we've got to invest in those areas because those well, kids deserve that i well, first, I want to say you're absolutely right about needing to invest in small businesses. Um, 
That is exactly the way to go. What, who's the number one employer in the country? Small business. Small businesses. They outnumber any of the big businesses. There, it, it's so. If you design a stimulus, are that you telling me the corporation I work for doesn't employ more than small businesses? It, it will than a single small business, <laughs> but not collectively. Um, but yeah, if you work to increase minority ownership of small businesses, so you basically what that means and. You know, conservatives don't like it when it's phrased that way. But how about this? We target minorities and help them start their own business. You know, they should love that. That's entrepreneurship. Um, and and it's and you're targeting it just a low. That's how you're going to try to raise an economically depressed area. Um, and in regards to the kicking the gangs out um, thing, um, like it, and then investing in it, I almost think don't even worry about that because I. If you invest in an area and it raises itself economically, the gangs will take care of themselves. I mean, how, where does crime succeed? In areas of poverty, because those are places where the system is um, not working for those people. So why would they follow the system? It doesn't work for them. My, so it's like it's like prohibition. No, I agree and with that. All no, that other and, stuff. And I agree with that. My problem was, uh, my problem is with that people. I'm talking about like the the number of banks being robbed in those areas is way higher right. than the banks being robbed in those areas because well they, a lot of times there aren't banks. But that's areas. what I'm saying. But if you put a bank there, more the more aptitude's going to be robbed because that's what I'm saying. Like, um, but these would be specific. The problem here is like you can't like, if you create a specific gang year to go in there, it's going to seem really racist real fast because they're going to be arresting a lot of black people or Hispanic people. Yeah, um, I think some I think white people, but. More, the, more so not. You just got to invest heavily and try to kind of pass some sort of, of laws or maybe way, set no aside bars. some money. If we if we do this, like if somehow uh, I get elected president someday, I'm going to outlaw bars on windows. I get why people do that, but it does not make the area look good. We've got no, we've got to invest yeah. in new technology here, folks. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. It's part of the the part of the law should be something where. I mean, you can you can explicitly ban bars, and that's fine. But the set aside some money. So basically, you do the you have the initial investment, but then you also have an, a pool of money that basically helps these businesses weather the hard times. That because initially there's going to be a lot of hard times. So like you said, it's not like, like almost like saying, insurance then. Yeah, like yeah. If they get robbed, if they get robbed, we're gonna we're gonna right. put that money back into your right. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's fine. And I. And now this is all expensive, of course. But here's the thing: right now we are all, you know, we are already investing lots of money in private businesses in America, lots of public money. The only thing is, right now we're investing it in big, successful organizations that don't need that money. I'm saying instead of investing it there, why don't we invest it in the small businesses? And we can have an emphasis on minorities because that's what's going to generate long-term growth for them and have them continue to be successful in the future. And instead of paying off oil companies, they have subsidies, oil companies get subsidies. Uh, you know, Wall Street, you know, we're, we're bailing out Wall Street with lots of money and we don't even, who went to jail for that, for, for the 2008 thing? You know, nobody, it's, it's, I well, will say, you can say a bunch maybe, of people in Enron did commit suicide. Well, <laughs> I'm just but, yeah, and some people from that did go to jail, but yeah, but, but no, no, I agree with you're saying, you know, and you I'm take... not even saying we need to send them to jail, but I'm just saying, let's stop giving all the money. Let's, let's stop privatizing, um, 
um, wealth. Let's stop privatizing success stories and publicizing failures, you know? So um, if you're a big multinational corporation, if you succeed and you have huge profits, you keep all that money for yourself. If you fail and you have huge debts, the public will pay for it. So you, there's no risk to the, them. There's no risk. But here's Nothing the issue. Nothing to restrain them at all. So where do we get that money from? Them. That's what I'm saying. We stop so, giving them money. But, but who is? Okay, because here's and I'm just playing Jesse Advocate. No, yeah, please do. I'm Jesse Advocate. Every idea needs to be. No, I get vetted, that. I so say I Jesse, agree with that. I, I agree. I, I, I Jesse Advocate because I love Jesse. Um, so. Because and I don't necessarily agree with taxing rich people more, but do we have to tax rich people more to get that money, or do oh, we get it from the way we okay. change? Well, that's because, a separate question, but but, but we yeah. have to fund it somehow, right? So well, where does part the funding of my, come my from? My funding was was I'm saying cut the subsidies and all this other stuff that we give to big corporations. Okay, so cut their tax. So so if a corporation posts a PBT of this much, and and they're going to take a tax instead of giving that subsidy tax saving you're you're going to reinvest that that tax or that subsidy right into the customer so because here's the issue because i work for a big corporation yeah and so um the problem is they make us do more with less you know what i mean like how much can we get out of you would that in turn make them pinch because shareholder primacy to me is the root of all evil it really is it's the root of all evil because the way Wall Street's set up, it's it's all about profit, profitability. Um, what it, when you're going to report your earnings for that quarter, your earnings better be fucking on spot because if your earnings are down a little bit, your stock's going to drop, right. and that's why earning reportings are so important. And so my thing is, so if we start cutting subsidies, it's if these corporations are budgeting subsidies into their earning reports, that's going to that's going to kill the stock market. Yeah. So I mean, how do we? Because you're talking about you're talking about billions of dollars in subsidies. Yeah. So I mean, that's like a double-edged sword almost, right? Because you're then you're cutting subsidies, which are budgeted into earning statements. Because here's another thing. Well, but that's going to punish the companies that have been basically cheating. But no, get this. So our company will buy millions of dollars of tax credits. To, for example, say I wanted to build low-income housing, right? But I couldn't afford the cash up front. Our company will give millions of dollars in tax credits. The government will pay me immediately for those tax. They'll pay our company immediately for those tax credits. Instead of giving us the taxes over 10 years, they'll pay us right up front for those tax credits. And then um, we gave all all that cash to our customer. They, in turn, build the project, give us the job. Um, So... The, the the thing on that is a lot of that comes from like subsidies and tax credits and stuff like that. Are you talking about cutting stuff like that away, or? Well, I mean, I I'd have to. Go, I haven't done like this exhaustive review of. No, I'm just, I know but, I get so, it. So, like, I don't know. I don't know about that one well enough to be able to comment on it. It sounds like it's ending up that money is going to it's, it's, average people instead of. It's the same. It's the same right. concept of money. So, right. for example, so it's like if you. IBT, for example, like, right. It's like, you got a subsidy for being a nonprofit. Um, we'd pay that subsidy to you up front and then the government would just give it to us up front instead of, instead of, no, instead of giving you that, that tax or the, the easiest way to say it is. So if I buy, if I build but a building the issue would be, and I didn't pay property taxes for 10 years, okay. that 10 yeah, years of that 10 years of property taxes, I pay that up front to you 
and then the government just gives it to me right away instead of making me wait 10 years. That way you can build the project. Right. They, the government can house more low-income people. Yeah, no, see, yeah, I would want to get rid of stuff like that, I guess, because I want the government to stop subsidizing extremely profitable private businesses. Like, I hate NFL stadiums being funded by public money. It's it's the dumbest, it's a, the biggest swindle ever known to man. These these guys, they come into a city, they extort them to build them new shiny stadiums, and if they don't, they threaten to leave with their team. Recently, San Diego voted, no, we're not going to do that. Screw you. And the guy, and they went to L.A. Yep. And good riddance. That's what I say to that. Well, fuck that guy, because then that pisses me off, too, because he's a billionaire, who yeah. owns all this fucking money and all these teams? Yeah, making are NFL sh- teams not profitable because that's wrong. They are profitable. Yeah, and people spend their hard-earned money to go to fucking overpriced tickets. Right. For they overpriced don't... tickets, the games, and then and then that motherfucker wants to charge you seven dollars for a coke. Right. At the stadium, fuck him. Yeah. No. It, in my opinion, if if the public money is going to fund a stadium like that, it needs to be like Green Bay, where the city then owns the team. Yeah. And then the city gets profits from the team. Not then the well, city I mean, can, I, I don't know exactly how Green Bay works, but it's something to that effect. Um, then the city can redistribute that profit to right, what, yeah. what really so, needs to so be done. They, so Roads, then it's an infrastructure and shit like that, as opposed to a swindle. Um, well, and, and I would be, I would agree with that. I'm, I'm not. I don't necessarily consider what our company does as a swindle per se. Well, I, okay. I think because low income people are getting I, housing, but right, and that's not, and that's actually not even a subsidy, really. That's just. That's just not well. It, right. Well, and it, it, it is depend. a subsidy because it's, so it's it would, tax free. So technically, it is a subsidy, but it's it's yeah. it's a way to get housing built for people that really need right. it. Um, See, I I don't have a problem with the if you if there's a subsidy you've identified that you say this is a good subsidy, I'm fine with the concept of giving you the subsidy in advance, like you're talking about, like that whole give it to me now and, and all like the next ten years, all of it right now instead of. I, I that I'm fine with that concept. It's just I'd have to look at what the exact subsidy is, what it's supposed to be trying to do. Because the government's not losing money, right? Because they're getting, right. they're getting, they're still, exactly. they're still getting their money. The government's technically not losing right. money; it's just how it's exchanged. Right. So I don't have a problem with that type of exchange. My my issue would just be with whatever that subsidy is that they're banking on. Is that a good subsidy? So if it's a bad subsidy, then I'd say cut it. But my thing is, how do we get more subsidies like that? That's what we need, honestly. Because because that, Chris, in those areas, that gives that area a new building. It gives those people a place to live, a place, a place to put on paperwork where they, where they can say they can live because it's low income. And they can get a job and get them back on their feet. You know, that to me, like that's that's where we succeed. Like we need it. We need stuff that's focused more on that rather than focus on building a fucking stadium you know oh, that's true like in detroit but now i will say now the stadium money that's not coming from the federal government so. no 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 but no what i'm saying is that's coming from the taxpayers well but, but, but the thing is the taxpayers are voting on it so on and this you know yeah, but, I, but I, who's really voting on it do you think poor people are voting on that because how many people actually vote in those right because those are usually many, like special election type w- things yeah what's what's the representation of tax people actually voting for that? right exactly i agree i agree there too so uh, I mean, you got all these poor people paying a tax for right. a, a stadium well, they're never going to go to. Well, that's another thing. We need they can't, to make they can't voting, afford to go to. Voting should be the easiest thing. I, I, you know, I almost am fine with like a with more stringent ID laws. I don't because I think that's almost a red herring. 
if if we made voting easier, if it wasn't like you can only vote between 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. on this one day, and it's not a national holiday that you're on that you are allowed to get take off. Um, if we made it like a month long process, or you know, there should be, or even a just a week, a, a whole week of voting, and you can vote anytime you want that entire week. Someone, everyone should have, would have time to be able to vote. The TV ratings wouldn't be good. No, yeah, it's not <laughs> as exciting. Uh, but, Trump's ahead on but Monday. Why, that shouldn't behind be behind on Tuesday, right? <laughs> I guess Friday night would be a good party. Well, you wouldn't report anything until all the votes are counted. Just like because oh, we have God. advanced ballot. Can you imagine Friday when Friday rolled around, like the yeah. watch party? Like, who'd you fucking vote for? I don't know, dude. It's, it's not like all the people would be right. like, I don't know. But yeah, there would be the exit polls, I guess. But uh, so those would be up and down. But I mean, if we made voting a lot easier, it really should be like the easiest thing in the world to do. Yes, let's have I- voter IDs that like they have to show identification. Okay, fine. But, but it should it also be easy to get. But see, people call that institutional racism because we don't make it easy for a reason. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so do you agree with that? Well, I think the initial reasons. That is why, and I think now it's it's pol- it's, it's partisan. Gotten, it's stuff. gotten out of control. You know, like Republicans are like, oh, um, if you do this, you know, I think the only reason you're advocating changes in voting laws is because you want to make it easier for Democrats to get elected, and de- vice versa with Democrats. Oh, the only reason you want to have them provide identification is because you want to keep Democrats from getting, or from, yeah, you want Republicans to get elected. You know, like, let's, it's not actually about what's a good idea now. And so, you know, there might be some racism involved there, like on an individual level, but that is, I mean, it's another example of systemic racism because it's something that was put into effect when there was racist people making these decisions and now it's being perpetuated not necessarily for racist reasons though but it's still having that effect um yeah i mean i think voting should be in a democracy it's the most basic right and it it should be the easiest thing to do as a citizen i just don't know how you get there i think it's really easy well i mean no the hard parts the politics of changing the system but aside from that, it, all you have to do, okay, yes, let's make make you have to have a, a, a very strong ID law that proves you are that person and that that person's a citizen. Okay, make that like a very solid document, but also make it really easy to vote. So make it like, you know, right, you might go into, because the way it is right now, right, if you in, instituted these voter ID laws, because there's one day you can vote. If you mess something up and you weren't, you were late, you weren't thinking about it, et cetera, et cetera. You're to the curb. You're screwed. Yep. Yeah. You can't get it done in time. That happened with me when um, Obama was facing uh, McCain. Yeah. I couldn't vote because I had just moved to Arizona. Yeah. And I didn't get everything figured out in time. And, and so, I didn't turn in absentee ballot in time either. Yeah. So... So instead of so then and I would have voted for Obama if you extend the process, then someone could go in to vote and they'd be like, oh, um, well, you need this, this and this. And they'd be like, oh, crap. And then 
they could go get it and then they'd still have the chance to vote. So, or, and then maybe have active programs where you go around and you try and make sure that people are aware of the requirements, that they have the requirements, like the voter ID should be free and it should be, you know, it should be a thing that's easy to obtain. And I don't mean that in the sense that anyone could get it, whether they're a citizen or not. I just mean that it shouldn't be. I think like they have to drive 500 miles to the only office in the state. Yeah. Here's the thing is, I think if you have an ID, you should be able to vote. Yeah. And um, to cut down on voter fraud, there should be a certain ID number that's on your state ID that you enter that you have to vote. Yeah. Because no one else has that information. Unless somebody hacked the DMV and got all that fucking information or, or whatnot, or the state ID. I mean... Right. To me, that would no, be... No, there, there's a lot of crypto crypto technology stuff you could do. I mean, we could even move... Here's another thing. Yeah, we could move to online voting. I mean, we could use some sort of blockchain type system um, and, and have digital citizens. And I, I, I mean, you know, maybe you could say it's the technology is still too unsecure right now for that. But... We should be actively but pursuing that as an option because that's the easiest I think way we can to pursue vote. It, but we can vote for home from home. I, I don't know if I would trust that though. But no, that's why I'm the saying the trust in that is. That's not why I'm saying there pursue yet. it. Yeah, it might not look, be look, there yet. Look it at all might the, not look be all, there yet, but it's close. Dude, Chris, they're, they're still like Donald Trump is still trying to push that voting machines can be hacked. Right. I mean, the voting well, they can, can be. Well, no, theoretically. No, no, I get yeah. that. But if you're pushing that voting machines can be hacked, can you imagine right. if? If you had the Trump win that he did in the twenty uh, the twenty sixteen election, right? Yeah. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. So the twenty sixteen election that you had, fuck, dude, I can't believe it was twenty sixteen. My yeah. goodness. So the twenty sixteen election, and um, if he won in the way that Trump did, and it was all online, could you imagine the blowback if that was the first year that it happened? Right. I mean, how do you recount that? Well, the thing is, you wouldn't have to recount it. I know, it would but be I know, perfectly but, accurate. <laughs> but how would you say the Russians didn't? I don't. I don't know. Right. It's, well, I mean, but that's what I'm saying is it needs to. How so maybe maybe the did, trust in digital it. stuff isn't quite there yet. But the fact of the matter is, we're very there. We can create very secure methods for this kind of stuff. And maybe we still have a little bit of work to do, but we should be actively pursuing it. That should be like our number it's, one goal. It's got to be able to get there. Yeah. Um, why not? Why not have a purge? Well, another idea. I, I, I mean, I don't like have you, seen, the, have you seen the movie? I've not because the very concept doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't care for the, the movie's concept. good. It might be good, but it's just like, I like scary movies, there's so many plot holes just in the elevator pitch. If, if you got to, if you got to kill your, kill whoever you wanted, like kill your nemesis, but then like that relieves yeah, all the stress. But and I just, that I, I, the very concept that would take care of poverty, right? I cannot engage in the willing suspension of the disbelief to even entertain know they, the Do you know what they did with the purge movie? though? So it, what I like about it is they did take it to the point to the whole idea with a purge was to purge the low-income people. So they, that's how they spun it. Like, it was actually really good because yeah. if, 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 if society ever went that way, normal people, because, like, the first, like, they're coming out with the, um, the purge beginnings and, like, the whole idea of it is, like, nobody wanted to kill each other. Like, like normal people just don't want to go out and kill each other. So they actually had people, military people, dressed up as citizens killing, killing other people and um, to, to kind of start the purge off. 
Um, but yeah, there's all these other people killing people. But during the Purge movies, as they go on, you start to find out that like they're just targeting low income people because they're trying to. That's how. That's their idea of curing poverty is killing all low income people, and the way to do that is during the Purge. Oh well, okay, that. And that's what I'm saying. Something like that. Would... So it's a dystopian. Well, I mean, obviously, it's always dystopian, but. Well, and I guess I just didn't it's not, understand. It's not dystopian. Yeah, yeah. No, like so the you, U.S. Yeah, is doing is. really, really well. Like the U.S. is doing better than it's ever done before. And the right, reason... but there's a lot of killing that happens that's on one the dystopian day. Part. That's the whole idea of a dystopia. Just, is just that... one day, though. Can you call it dystopia in one day? Yeah, yeah. Because the whole idea of a dystopia is you. Well, I, I guess you get different versions of it, but the idea is that. So it's not the whole idea, but a key idea of the original dystopia is you can rob a bank on that one day. The, it's the key idea of original dystopia is that you take is you take a utopia and then you show what's wrong with it. Okay. So so you know, like the original ones like uh Brave New World, you know, and even before that really, I mean, because it goes back to Sir Thomas More. Um not Sir Thomas More, who is it? And it, anyway, it doesn't matter. But uh um, you know, people would, would it would like say, oh, this society looks so good and so perfect. Oh, what's the catch? That's the idea, the original idea of the dystopia. I did not it, know it's that. It's get, get a little expanded now because Hunger Games, like, there's the catch is immediate. Like, there's no pretending like that. <laughs> well, there's it's no a dy- great society. There's no dystopian. And yeah, it's in just Hunger a bad games. future. There's just <laughs> one area that does well and everything else just sucks dick. Yeah, like, exactly. It's pretty bad. Um, but no, I, I like the, I mean, all crime is legal for one day. I don't, wouldn't go kill. Eh, let me kill some people, but no, I wouldn't kill anybody. <laughs> I don't think I'd kill anyone, but I would, uh, um, I don't know. It would TP a bunch of houses or, you know, <laughs> That, that's funny well, though. Like, all, I die. Well, I get well, shot like thing. trying to TP houses. Because here are the problems I was having with it. Um, problem number one is like, yeah, like people wouldn't do stuff. But the thing is, yeah, like most people would just completely hunker down because they don't want to be caught out where they'd get killed by a maniac. Uh, two, the other thing is, and in fact, what would happen actually is you would develop basically like one day governments. You would get people who would band together and they'd be all like, look, uh, the purge, you know, anything goes. So what we're going to do for our anything goes thing is we're going to form a whole new government and we'll all agree not to kill each other and we'll protect each other from anyone who tries to kill us. Do you know what I like about it, Chris? It's like a real scary house, like a haunted house. Yeah. Like, you know, those haunted houses downtown of Kansas City. It's like one of those. It's like a real haunted house. (laughs) Like it, like all of it, but you can die in this haunted house. Like right. that's, I mean, that's the only thing that's exciting about me. Like I have to get to go kill a bunch of maniacs on my way out of the haunted house. I'm like, they're right. crazy bitches anyhow. Right, because they're trying to kill you. Yeah, because they're trying to kill me. You know, I'm just trying to get home. Damn it. <laughs> like that's what that that's the funny thing about the project. Like, the first one, um, the first one was okay it's with Ed Norton, but the second one, like they get caught out. Um, and it's it's actually pretty good. I like them all. I don't know. I like scary movies, so I'm a little biased, but. Um, the idea of the purge is this, eh, I, I don't think the idea works, but like, right. it's cool concept. Well, like there is a, a funny skit online where they're like asking 
the lady was like announcing the purge and they're like, wait, we got a few questions. Does it apply to the international space station? Uh, you know, like, what, no. if, what if you're out on international waters? Does the purge apply then where there's no laws? Like, isn't it always the purge? You they know, do like, They do address that in um, purge anarchy. And how many purges are there? I don't I think there's four or five okay. now, but like this. the, like uh purge anarchy is one of my favorite ones because yeah. it does, it's about voting out the purge and this person's trying to get elected president to say, hey, listen, the purge doesn't make sense anymore, and um, or it never made sense because uh, her family was killed by purgers. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing about it was, because uh, she was a presidential uh, um, uh, president elect, and um, what I liked about it was they uh, so during the purge, all senior level like there's certain people that are untouchable, like you can't kill them; it's against the law. Like okay. president of the United States, so etc. It's not et truly all out. It's not right. truly all out. But there's okay. people like the crazy thing about it was during the movie, there's people flying into America to purge. Yeah. So like how the fuck is that's fucked up? Like yeah. there's all these like Australian guys like, Oh, we love America. Yeah. We're we're here for purge and they call them purge tourists. Yeah. <laughs> Thought it's kind of funny, but that would that would really happen though. I'm sure yeah, people would fly would. here just to purge because they would know what day it's on. It's well, on the it's same like, day every year. Like, trophy hunters you know they'd fly in so they could hunt the most dangerous game man (laughs) (laughs) black people and that's and i i do like that they hit upon that because that's exactly what would happen yeah i mean because i don't trust the government fuck no you know and if we had some kind of issue that would be institute like that one day would that would agree would have institutional racism because that's gonna affect more low-income areas and more minorities than anything yeah. So I I don't think it would ever work. The movie's fun though, um, and there's these badass like there's these there's this truck there's a military truck that rolls around with the um I don't know what those, that gun's called I think it's a Gatling gun and like on the back of the truck and so it's pretty interesting. Yeah. But like the Purge, uh, Hunger Games. I mean that's that's a different type of dystopia. It's it's all about like I guess there's like twelve there's twelve districts that help one district yeah. succeed. Yeah. Which is fucked up. Yeah. Like, and you'll never get to that one district and you're just going to live in poverty. Right. So, I mean, that's different. I don't know. Right. What's your favorite uh, dystopian movie? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, why don't you, do you have one in mind for yourself? I do. Go ahead it's, and while you talk, I'll think. My favorite dystopian movie is the one that we're getting ready to film, Chris. Oh, well, cop out there. I know. I'm just Ones joking. that we are not involved in. Um, my, I think my favorite dystopian movie. So um, I got, I got a couple. My favorite older dystopian movie would be Demolition Man. Because it's fucking great. It shows, it's like an opposite of dystopian, like almost because it shows everything that was bad is now good, but it's actually bad. Um, and it's it's a comedy slash action movie with our um, with I almost said Arnold with Sylvester Stallone and um, Wesley Snipes. And I don't know who plays Cocteau, but it's, uh, oh, and it has, um, Dennis Leary in it, which is fucking great bad guy. It's a bad guy slash good guy now. But, um, um, that's a good movie. Um, the, the newer dystopian movie that I really like would have to be, uh, I never seen, I never thought it was Purge dystopian, so I can't say Purge in my mind. I wouldn't say, I like it. Your definition is fine for it, but, um, uh, what is it? Um. I can't think of the name of it. Well, do you have one in your in the mind? Sure. Yeah, I've got an older one that I I really like. Uh, Blade Runner. 
is a good ex- that one might not count actually it's more sci-fi i guess like it's it counts for exploring. sure exploring i mean it's not a there's nothing that one is almost like i don't know if that counts now that i think about it i don't think that counts uh maybe i don't know is well, it, I love Blade Runner, so I'll just say. Well, that. I think it definitely counts because it shows what's wrong with. If if in your definition it counts because. Well, yeah, you get. Oh yeah, you have this future where you've got robots that take care of everything. Yeah. But oh, what if they're actually conscious? Okay, so then it it twists it. There's the twist there, and then also like the hero of your story, maybe he's a robot. Um. So that's. Uh, in terms of modern ones, well, have you got one yet? Uh. I got a comedy one that I think is fucking hilarious. Well, those are all good. I fear Zombie Land. Which one? Oh, Zombie. Okay. I was I think, thinking you're gonna go with one of the Simon Pegg movies. Uh, no. Um. Well, I guess the only Dawn Don of the Dead's pretty good. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I meant Dawn. I actually, meant Dawn yeah, of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead's good. Um, Dawn of the Dead's good. Um, I like any kind of zombie movie. Yeah. But um, but my 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 favorite comedy like dystopian like. It is Zombieland. It's fucking hilarious. It is a pretty funny one. I love the whole Bill Murray scene. Where, That's a bit. Yeah, it's and they she actually because kills it, him because because they because it's like Bill Murray. Like they yeah. didn't like they didn't like hide his character at all. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then he it's like let's pretend to be a zombie. It's like it was almost. It, He's like I saw Van Halen, the guy from what was the guy's name from Van Halen? I can't remember, but it's like I saw him on the whole nine. Yeah. I like he very dead. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just like Bill Murray would be Bill Murray. Yeah, she fucking hits him with the. Uh, she hits him with the golf club. It's <laughs> fucking great. It's like ow. Yeah, it's it is great. He's like, oh fuck, I have my makeup on. Like zombies would notice makeup. Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, and then they wrap him in. They wrap him in like the the rug and they throw him over the edge, and like they're doing the salute and like they shoot and they shoot then. Uh, he gets to reload his double double barrel shotgun because it was like it's like man, it's only two shots. Yeah, like, <laughs> and they're trying to do a twenty one gun salute. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's it's a great yeah. That is a very funny movie. I agree with that. So I like that dystopian movie. Um, another one that's a little different that I we just saw. Um, it's it's really different. I mean, it was a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It's really awkward to watch in the movie theaters. Um. I think it's called Quiet. It was one. I've I haven't seen it yet. Elena saw it. She said it was great. I really want to see it. Yeah, that's the one where they don't talk. They don't talk the whole movie because the monsters hear noise. Did you know it was? Well, one of those actresses, like the girl or something, is deaf. No, I didn't know that. So that's why they sign. Um, Well, that's not why they sign, but it's like. And I think one of the ideas, it's quiet one of the conceptions behind the movie was, can we write a movie for a deaf person? You know, like, and it, so it's a very conceptually, like high concept kind of thing. Um, but I would love, I, I heard it's great. And it's I a love great the movie. Idea. I love the idea. It's very it. awkward yeah. to watch in the theater because it's fucking quiet. Yeah. And then... I got Monica over here who eats so loud. I love her to death, but gosh, she eats so loud. It's like crunch. I'm I'm a loud eater too. And like I'm like in the whole movie theater is that way. It's like man. Yeah. 
it's awkward because I'm trying to. I have. I actually bought um, nachos for that movie, which is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Because I'm like empty. I emptied out the whole bag before the movie, but then I'm trying to like eat the chip, and it's like I'm subconscious about like noises when I eat, and uh, like that's a yeah, wrong movie. Here. And was it called A Quiet Place or it's called... Um, I think A Quiet Place is right. It's really good though. It, I mean, it's easy to Google. Um, here, I'll Google it now, Chris. Go ahead. Oh, um, other dystopians I like. Um, well, I liked... I haven't seen the original Mad Maxes, but I did like Mad Max Fury Road. So I, I fucking that was hate good. that movie. Um, that movie was so... I don't hate it because of the woman. I just hate it because it's fucking boring. I didn't think it was that boring, but... H, they were on a road, Chris. Yeah, Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is what they did with Mad Max. Like, Furiosa was her name, I think. Yeah. <laughs> her name was dumb. I don't know, dude. What, I, dumber than Mad Max? Mad Max is a great fucking name. That's like a great... <laughs> Furiosa's like... It's like it's almost Spanish. Like, what are some of the other names of characters in the original movie? I haven't seen it, but I've heard some of their names before. Uh, I recall they're all ridiculous names. They are, but Furiosa okay, is not one you. of them. That is a ridiculous name. It, it seems like it fits in perfectly fine. I mean, it's written by the original guy. That's the other thing. It's like I don't see any room to complain by people. It's this isn't getting taken over by corporate. Hollywood trying to make a buck. This is this guy's passion project. It's very, it, it, it's exactly Mad Max because it's by the guy who wrote Mad Max. Yeah. It's a quiet place. That's it. Yeah. So see that movie. It's good. Um, Mad Max is a great movie. Uh, I know Jesse would say the fact that I hadn't seen those ones disqualifies me from having an opinion. Uh, dude, it's I've only seen the movie one time, and it was in college. And I can't really remember. I just remember liking it, um, and I seen and the one, I seen Mad Max: Battle of the Thunderdome too. That was a great movie. Um, I hated, fucking hated Waterworld. See, I well, and, I almost brought that up as one I liked. I I actually I really like Waterworld. But never, I acknowledge. I acknowledge it's a bad movie. I've never seen it all the way through. Examine it in any way, shape, or form. It all falls apart. I just had this discussion with somebody that said it was a good movie. I'm just like, I'm sorry. No, it's not a good I movie. I can't get behind But that. I like it a lot for some reason. I just, I've always enjoyed it. I've never it. finished it. I got, I'm like, I can't watch, I can't watch this fucking movie anymore. You should have stayed underwater. It's <laughs> so dumb, dude. Um, but no, uh, there were some bad, there's some bad dystopian movies for sure. Um, I guess I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, um, another, I guess, dystopian movie, if you want to etch it into your category, um, to your definition, Star Wars. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's not a direct uh, future of ours, but it shows that just because we're flying around space and everything doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect. You know, it's kind of a counterpoint to Star Trek. It's almost a the if Star Trek's the utopia, Star Wars is the dystopia. <laughs> For sure. But... Yeah, but it's it's a little more hopeful because the Klingons yeah. are like a bad like race in that in Star Trek, but yeah. there's no like Klingons. It's, it's like the Empire, right. the, it's the Nazis. Right. Like, it's but a it's direct Star representation Wars is definitely of Nazis. Way more hopeful in its message. It's so it's more of like an epic. It's an epic like, story. Yeah, for sure. it's not trying to show you. You know the, the have you seen Solo? It's just good versus evil. What? No, not yet. I'm um, gonna go see it with my brothers next week, but uh, 
It's really good. Is it? Yeah. I was so fucking surprised. I was I've heard my expectations it's weird to were because I've milch. heard nothing but good things about it from both fans and their reviews online and critics. Um they both all they all liked it, but it's it bombed. I don't understand why it's it bombed. bombed because of episode <laughs> it bombed because of Last Jedi. Which is stupid. I hate those people. <laughs> I'm just one of those people that didn't like it. Well then I hate you. I know, but like <laughs> I have definitive reasons for why I didn't like The Last Jedi, but without without going into but that, that no, right see, now, no, you're not those people because you went and saw Solo. You're not like, oh, this so ruined Star Wars that I will never watch another Star Wars oh, again. I hate those <clears> people, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so dumb. Like, come on, man, because Solo was actually, and like I was, I was telling Jesse this, um, the way they did Solo, and oh, I, I know really, he's real pissed about Lando being a pansexual. I see. I didn't even catch on to that during the movie. Well, I mean, but that's the thing is, just I just like thought, it's like, what's the difference between well, Anakin and, and, caring for fucking C three PO or or Luke caring well, for C three PO? Like is, that's how I, I didn't look at it as pansexual. Yeah, exactly. By the way, I'm oblivious it's to shit like, like an that. Obvious thing. Like I do have well, a I do have a gaydar, but like a, I do not have a pansexual no, radar. See, yeah, well, and I think, but I think that's because, like, it's like you're saying, it's almost it's the reason it's not known is because it's so obvious. It's like. Yeah, Lando, like in space, it's not like a statement even almost. It's like you're in space, so it's these lines. But what's the difference? What's the difference between, okay, look at Blade Runner. So the fact that he gets with other species, that's something to be condemned. Like what if he, what if they just had him have an alien girlfriend? But no, but Luke, but Luke. And they didn't say the word pansexual. Luke had an alien girlfriend or he had a wife. The, The assassin was alien. She wasn't human. Are you sure about Mary Jade? Mary Jade, I don't think was human, was she? I thought she was human. But um, Anakin, okay, well, Anakin's uh, pad, uh, Padawan wasn't human. She was a uh, alien. Yeah, but um, I know he cared about her. Yeah. Um, too. But well, and also the whole idea of alien in a in a galaxy. There's no alien. Yeah. Right. But yeah, the term, so I know the term what you mean. alien I from know human. What, yeah, different than human is all I yeah. mean. But my my, my point is um. There, it doesn't matter because if you look at Blade Runner, um, Blade Runner twenty twenty five. What what what's the new yeah, one out? Yeah, twenty twenty five. Yeah, the the new Blade Runner out. If you look at that movie, they think they hit on the head with that's not pansexual. That's like, um, that would make more sense. And I think that we're we're starting to come up on VR now, yeah. and we're starting to come up. People are going to be like that, and I think yeah. that's all they're pointing at, pointing out is right. that like it doesn't have to be a human being for them to respond to it because right. that digital person had its own consciousness in a way right. to right. where he fell in love with that image or that, yeah. that one thing. Cause it took care of him every time he came home, right. even though he was a robot himself. But yeah. I think that's not, so you shouldn't be pissed off about that because yeah. it's, it's, well, and I think it totally it, fits in with his character. What little of it we know of just we don't know anything. Like about if Lando. you just look at the movie and we know a lot from the books, but if you just looked at the movies, we don't, yeah, we don't know anything about him really, and he. But Chris, I'm not forget all know, the books. Way, but yeah, he the way he who acts, reads the books. Who reads you, the books? If you look at Billy, well, first of all, apparently part of this whole pansexual thing was part of Billy D. Williams' instructions to Donald Glover about how he, he you know, Lando is the kind of guy that anything goes with him. You know, he didn't say the word pansexual, but that's kind of what that means. He's just saying he's up for anything. He's flirts with everybody. He's 
Like a that's what he he's a charmer. He likes everybody. Well, he just didn't like machines. He was flirting with Hans girl. Right. Like I mean, come on, man. Yeah, and he and that and that and that, and that plays into how he flirted with Leia, yeah. and that's why Han was like, "Hey, man, get away from get away right. from Leia." You know, when he yeah. gets on Cloud City, yeah. there's a reason for that because Han just flirts with anything and everything. Yeah, he's that type of personality. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, if I had to flirt, if I had to flirt with the robot to get some shit, I would flirt with the robot. Okay, just saying. <laughs> but, but sure, sure. What? And I, I don't. So yeah, no. Um, and but but I was trying. But but I in our group chat when we were talking about that, and I told Justin like I didn't even notice it. Okay, like, yeah. that was such a small part of the film. Yeah. Like literally, you're talking about two scenes, not yeah. even two scenes of the film. Yeah. That it, you would even recognize that in. Um. To me, it's so it's this minuscule. The overarching story was great. The only part I fucking hated was the end. I just well, don't tell me. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I the ending was good. The ending was really good, but yeah. like I hated. I'm a softy, you know. Yeah. Um, have you ever read anything about the ending? No. So okay, you're one of those. I yeah. forgot. Yeah. The Same ending's way. really good. I can't wait for you to see it because there's like, um, uh, we were my it, brothers and I were gonna go on Monday. It brings into so question who, so we could talk about it. But uh, Jonathan had to. Work. I will say you might find out who Ray's parents are. Mm-hmm. It's. I think it's all interconnected okay. now. I think right. Disney's making a move against Maybe. against the last uh, shitty writing of uh, the last director. Bullshit. Great writing. You mean? I love that movie. I think. think I think it's better writing than Force Awakens. Well, well, no. What I'm saying is, I think they're they're. It's more original. It's, it's more creative. A chase scene is more creative. <laughs> when you distill it like that, uh, a complete remake of an original movie isn't. Is, I didn't agree with that one creative. either. Well, I, I know, but I'm just saying when you like you can hyper distill something to make it sound ridiculous. You can do that. To I anything. just uh, there was just. I guess I was wishing for things to be different. I was yeah. really let down in that movie. As a as as a fan of I the mean, entire Star maybe, Wars universe, there's so yeah. much more they could have done. But but without getting into that too much, I don't think that's fair because I'm a fan of the entire Star Wars universe. But that's, so what that's make, my problem. But with, that's what makes those, it fair, though. Yeah. But like, I I don't hold it against that one movie. I just saying that right. I was let down with that one movie in certain areas. Sure. But overall, I enjoyed the movie. Well, and that's fine. I mean, like, and I that's was, fine if you any individual who hates that movie, you have that right, and I don't. It's fine with me that you hate that movie. Just don't movie. hold it against every other fucking yeah, movie that comes out. Yeah, don't tell me that I'm an idiot because I liked it, you know, or well, that my opinions are not valid, that I'm not a real Star Wars fan or something, you know. It's well, that's just that's stupidity because like yeah. I liked the problem with the movie is you're gonna like it for certain reasons that are I like certain fan theories that were out there that that could have made more sense in my opinion. Yeah. As far as some of the things, and I think some of those are actually coming back to light because of the Han Solo movie. I think those, some of those are very coming back to light. Yeah, it's going to make more sense. Um, I like the in in uh, in the Last Jedi. I like the way they ended with Luke. I I thought the whole floating thing away was kind of gay. I, I like, mean, I will. I, I mean, this is too symbolic. I, I wish it would kill him a different way. I don't have as big of a problem with his... I want a more physical killing. Like, I mean, just, like, just... They like, they set up the death the way the rest of the movie happened where they like, they almost had to have him die there because of how... It's an Obi-Wan how much death. How much they said it... How much, it, you know, that they, they basically said doing that kind of projection with the Force will kill you 
It's it costs a lot of energy, so it can it can kill you. And so, like they almost set it up that it had to happen that way. I I think I might prefer that he doesn't die there at the end, but also oh I don't care that he died. Well, I don't care that he died in the in the grand sense. I'm just talking about the best way to handle it. So, like I don't hate him fading away to nothing because I like a lot of the symbology about it. And that that's the way he fades to nothing. I I might have gone a little bit different, but I really loved that he did a force projection tri- psych out with Kylo Ren. You know, a lot of people say that was the dumbest thing in the world. Screw that, you know. But I liked it. I thought it was great. I thought it was brilliant. Um, no, and I don't disagree with that. But I just think that he's strong enough. He's the most powerful. And, and I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done as much research as I did on the books. Yeah. Because in the books, dude, the motherfucker was taking out Star Destroyers with his hands. Like, that's how powerful he was with the Force. Like, right. He, um, well, and I think, but the, that's the thing. And they're not, canon, still they're, they're not canon. They're not canon that way. He, I mean. I just, but my, I guess my thing is, he was so, he's so weak as far as like, in sense, in terms of like, he was so scared of, of training. I just wish there was more action with Luke. I, th- I think we could have done Luke because Luke was such a crybaby in the first movies. I just like, please don't give me another movie of him being a crybaby. Right. Because his whole first movie well, is like. I, I like, I don't know. I pretty much liked almost everything they did with Luke. Because finally in the last but, show, like, you got to see a badass. Like, you watch all, you watch Empire Strikes Back and he was starting to become a badass. And you get to the last Jedi and the motherfucker's a badass. Right. Like, he, he started out with, in Last Jedi with him going to Jabba's hut and him fucking taking. But that's taking the thing. It's like. I mean, I guess the the issue with it is that you don't get to see him being a badass, but the whole movie sets up the fact that he is a badass with the Force. Like, you don't get to see him, like, crush a planet with his hand or something, but it's the subtext is all there that he that he is extremely powerful because, one, he does that Force protection, which they say will kill you, but he does it for longer than Rey and and uh, Kylo Ren had were doing it and he pulls off a very successful looking fight scene and he does all this stuff he like the problem was Snoke was doing it longer than he was no no I'm saying because no, Snoke, Snoke did it longer no 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 Snoke was connecting she, yeah connecting but each Kylo. of those individual scenes were shorter than Luke's battle no I know that but like but but for Snoke to connect them too and hold them in that state that takes some fucking power Right, that's what they're saying, and so that's establishing that Luke has some fucking power when he does by doing. So, that. but my question, okay, so my here's my question. So when Luke gets pissed off and like he's like no, and like he hits like their hand, was he pissed off because she was force projecting, or is he pissed off because well because she she's being taken advantage of by Kylo? No, I think, or by Snoke. Yeah, I think like he realized that. I don't know that he never necessarily knew that that was being done by Snoke. He might have thought it could have been being done by Kylo Ren, but he knew what was going on is that she was being manipulated. Um, she was getting fed information, right? That specific information to warp her perspectives and everything to, to seduce her. And so when he came in and he's like, no, he was it was protective. I, I don't think it was like, how dare you to her? It was. He was trying to protect her, and I he did, severed the connection. Yeah, I just sent. And my other, my biggest complaint is the way Snoke died. 
There was no development I, of Snoke. And I just... And I don't mind they died. I guess I should take the back. I don't mind they died that way because it's kind of cool. But, like, it's just like, fuck, man. Like, it's almost... I almost attribute to Darth Maul. <laughs> like, we just got Snoke. And, like, fuck, we just killed him. Like, I don't know. And, and the way he was flying Ray around the room and how powerful he was, it makes right. sense that the way Kylo would trick him and kill him. Um, I, but yeah. I wonder if that's a force projection. Well, see, here's my thing. Do you think there he's are re- problems? Do you, do you with, think he's really dead? There are problems with the Last Jedi, but none of the problems with the Last Jedi are actually problems with the Last Jedi. They're problems with its connection to Force Awakens and the fact that also there are problems with it being the middle film of a trilogy, and so you know, like the Snoke thing. That's not necessarily a fault of because if you just saw the Last Jedi and you'd never seen Force Awakens. You wouldn't necessarily care that they didn't develop Snoke enough. It was because of the buildup from Force Awakens and then all the theorizing in the years between. And then The Last Jedi happens and he just dies. Does the next Star Wars That's make, why it's disappointing. Is, next Star Wars, is it coming out this year? Or is it? do we get Han Solo so we don't get a Star Wars movie? Do we yes, get, that's correct. So we don't get nine until 2019? Um, wait, how long? When, when did... Last Jedi come out? It was last year, last December. Yeah, it's a, it's a two-year cycle. But how come this other one came out so early? Solo? Yeah. Because they'd already been working on it for a while. But I think their their plan is they want to have the main one every year, every other year. And in between the main trilogy, they're going to have these like one-off stories. So they had oh, Rogue God. One. So yeah, they had Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, Solo next episode that's what and then what Bubba Fett or something Obi-Wan maybe there's an Obi-Wan there's an Obi-Wan coming but I think there's a there's gonna be a sequel because I can't talk about it because you don't know yet but there's a reason why there's gonna be well, another Han I think Solo there's one. gonna be well and it yeah. needs to happen because um have you well, seen the I Clone mean, Wars they just, have you seen I the Clone Wars I think they're gonna follow Marvel's playbook they had a bad you know if there was a Thor Dark World didn't do very well. Everyone, no one liked it. They still went ahead and did Thor Ragnarok because they had to. No, you know, well, like, no I'm saying, have you seen Clone Wars? Um, oh, the TV show? No, yeah. not really. No. Okay. Some pieces of it because it's very vital to what's going on in Sol- in Solo. I, I kind of know bits about it and everything. Because I can't, man. You, dude, you're you're gonna get to the end and it's gonna be like fuck. And that's gonna be it's gonna be good. So you need to watch it because so we can talk about it next podcast because that shit is so related to what's gonna happen in the next episode, and it makes so much sense on who Ray is yeah. and everything that happened on Jakku, everything that's going on in the Star Wars universe. I think what they realized was and here's what I like about it, and here's why I hate people that just give up so easily. I think they found out their faults from the Last Jedi. And some of the things that people were pissed about, and they took that feedback and they put it in in Solo, yeah. because because they made certain things that relate to the um to the to the TV the animated series, um and to who certain people are, and they made uh they made it relatable, right? And you don't do that you don't do that non willingly you do that with a purpose, right? And I think that um with JJ Abrams coming back on the episode nine, it's gonna fucking kick ass. Yeah, I hope so. Because, like I said, I was not a big fan of Force Awakens, and I wasn't a big fan of 
the some of the stuff he did in Star Trek. How they killed Han Solo was so dumb. But, I was so pissed about that. I, mean, I, I, yeah, kill him. I'm fine with killing people, but like, please, just right. give him a better yeah, death. I mean, a frankly, better death. Frankly, like, if on. we're talking about it, the way Solo died in the lead up to it, and everything, it's worse was, than Snoke. Uh, yeah, worse than Snoke, worse than Luke, and people are so pissed about those compared to Han Solo. Uh, I think people were more geared up, were more prepared for Solo's death, though, because you knew it was coming. Because you for knew, because sure. everyone knew that Harrison Ford wanted out. Um. I'm surprised he wanted out so bad. He's he's always wanted out. He wanted Lucas to kill him off in Return of the Jedi. Why? Because he didn't want to ever have to come back as him again. I, no, actually, he wanted him to get killed off in Empire. And instead, they freeze him. And that was like the compromise was like... Because then he, that could be him being dead or they still have the ability to bring him back. That'd be the worst career decision ever. Cause look at look how look yeah no, look how much money that made him. I know. Why didn't he like Han Solo? I don't know because that's also what made he's, him be able to do every other every other movie he, ever that he's done is that movie. So and it's such well, a great. I think he appreciates it. It's such a great character. But yeah, I don't know what it is about it that he doesn't. It's like. it's and he's he, he's the problem with Han Solo. The great thing about Han Solo is he's such a great character, relatable to all the other characters. Like he's almost perfect. He's not too much of a jock asshole. Yeah. But like he's just much a he's just enough of an asshole right. that he relates to everybody else perfectly. Right. You know, Luke's a whiny little pussy teen kid, which just makes sense because he's only seventeen, and um, and then you got Leia who's seventeen too, right. which is crazy because in Solo, Luke's thirty five. Lay seventeen, and not not in Solo, not in Solo. I'm sorry. In in Star Wars: A New Hope, Solo is thirty five. Leia seventeen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Wait, yeah. When, when's the time frame? Because Solo in Solo, Luke's Luke's like <laughs> yeah. Luke's like nineteen twenty yeah. in Solo. Yeah, yeah. Then about fifteen years later is when they finally meet up with, with right. Princess Leia. Yeah. So that means how long is it between episode four and and uh, six? I don't know. A couple of years, maybe, maybe a year. No, I. Yeah, it's like about a year. I think. Because they're already rebuilding the Death Star, so it's got to be pretty long, right? I mean, because they, they're well, pretty far. They're pretty far along with that new Death uh, Star. I mean, it's it's pretty clear that the rebels have been fleeing the Imperials, right? And yeah, then, and, they're on and but and now. Like, I don't think that their first base after Yavin was Hoth. And they already have a pretty substantial base at Hoth. So years have had gone by. And the reason I think it's obvious that they've had a couple bases is because they're all prepped. As soon as they see Imperial Droid, they know they need to leave. Yep. Right? This has happened before. Before. But here's the thing is, too, is like that Death Star that they they attack and return the Jedi, it's pretty much functional. Yeah. So... That it had to been years, right? Between because, the two, yeah, it's definitely not a year that happens within the movie of Empire. Yeah. So, um, I yeah, I think that's always fascinating. I, several, me about I don't movies. know. I don't remember the exact timelines. I know I probably at one point in time I w- I did would have known that. Like, can you imagine if characters were actually real and like the dimension that we created them and they had like a mindset of their own? So like knowing what, they, like, well, that would be weird because like. So, like, say your first, like, Star Wars, just the first one, that creates those characters, right? <laughs> but then you create a sequel, and that kind of, like, forces, like, these characters to all go back into this other path that they weren't necessarily following. 
I don't know. It's like they're just or, doing... or I guess they'd be creating multiple universes, maybe. Yeah, but my yeah, so it's like, what are those characters? Doing? So there's a there's a original Star Wars movie universe in one dimension, and then there's another Star universe Wars. which is the original Star Wars plus Empire. That gives me hope because so each that... movie creates a new universe. That gives me hope about. So technically. The last Jedi doesn't matter because we just create a whole new, new yeah, universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. About the next movie, doesn't it? I mean, it? that's what Star Trek did. You just keep creating new universes and then you can retell the same story. Is that really what they did? Well, I mean, yeah. They, they created a new timeline. So the reboot, what happened is they they messed with the timeline. And then that created a spinoff. So oh, this is an alternate yes. timeline for the originals because, because so the original one still because happened because Kirk sacrificed, sacrificed himself and his son yeah. took over with Spock right like well no Kirk's dad it's still Kirk it's the same Kirk oh but then he has different so he's doing things that he didn't do in the originals the originals still happen and then the original Spock Leonard Nimoy goes back in time and then they change the course of because he's following that Romulan guy he changes time by killing Kirk's father because in the original timeline that didn't happen. So that changes Kirk's trajectory and also Spock's trajectory because they meet under different circumstances. They still get thrown together, but they're, it's not as chummy as it was in the first one. And then, you know, the original Spock comes back into time to try to stop that guy and so he's living in this alternate timeline too as well as the new spock um although not anymore because now leonard nimoy has died so they're just not going to bring him back I don't well they think, well they killed him off in the movie i haven't seen i haven't seen past, okay yeah uh, so he dies in the so i'm sorry i ruined it for you but he no, dies no that's fine I'm he not, dies he dies in the movie star too. trek isn't as much of a ruin it with a spoiler they're so good though i i like the new see, ones see i i haven't seen after what's I saw the first two of the reboots and I haven't seen any oh, since. Man, I don't know. There's that. There's one Beyond the Darkness or something like that. They're into, all really into good darkness. though. Into Darkness. Yeah, I think I liked them all. Yeah. And um, oh, is that the one with? I love. I like the actor. Is that, is that the one with Benedict Cumberbatch? Who's that? Wrath of who's the he's Khan. He's like a genetically oh, modified so. human. Yeah, yeah I, I saw so, that yeah. one. That's the second one. There's a third one. I can't remember what it's I've called. I've seen all of them. I think. Yeah. I liked them all. I mean, I've liked every every Star Trek one. I think they're all done really well. Mm-hmm. But um, but no, I mean I, that makes sense. I like the way they rebooted it. That's a way to reboot a series, though. No, the very first. Well, and here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, the very first Star Trek I really liked, and I still like. But this is my thing with Abrams. Like with the second one, whatever it was called, it was basically a Wrath of Khan remake. But they flipped it. So I don't know if you saw Wrath of Khan. That's the second Star Trek movie. Yeah. 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 So in that one, Spock dies. Um, the way that Kirk does in 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 the, in the new one. It's the exact same scenario. But and they're the exact same villain, Khan. But um but so in the new one they flip it and they have Kirk die. And then they but then they also back they cheat and they bring him back to life right away. Whereas in the other one they think Spock's dead for good and they put him on a planet and then somehow he gets brought back to life through magic. But yeah, they're all, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, uh, they're all really good. Um, uh, so, so anyway, like the thing with that second Star Trek movie is a lot of people really liked it, including myself right out the gate. And the more it got 
picked apart, the more you realized that there are a lot of problems with it that were covered up by the fact that the movie moves at this breakneck pace. Like you never stop to think about anything. You're just constantly moving and it feels fun and you're having fun and it hits these nostalgic notes that make you like it. But then when you examine it, you're like, well, a lot of this stuff is kind of cheap. And that's what Force Awakens was. I saw that and I loved it. And then I went and I watched it a second time. I'm like, mm, it's kind of weak. It's a rehash. And he's there's some good parts in Force Awakens, though. No, there is. There is. And it's a good movie. It's well done. And I, I had a one, and, and, and the one other to five. Thing, what would you give it? I would probably give it a, a one to five. Mm-hmm. I'd give it a four. Yeah. I mean, like, so. I was three and a half. Listen to my criticisms of the grain of salt. So I still like it. I'm more critical it. about it than you are, technically. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. My, I'm three and a half on it. I think it's a good movie. I was disappointed in the fact that um, it's so fucking like neglectful of story. It's it's almost too nostalgic to it. Exactly. And it's it's dude. It's just like well, I get I well, get that. Okay. The hard part with the Force Awakens, and it's because it's it's still a problem, is that it's so much of it is also set up for the rest of the trilogy. It's so obviously set up. Like whereas the original Star Wars, they didn't know they were going to make two more. Yeah. So even though it is setting up the rest they, of the trilogy, they pretty much ended it. It's not they trying blew, to. Well, they end, they they ended right. the movie because they blew up the Death Star. Right. Then, but, but okay, new, but for the, the love of God La- or Force Awakens, they were actively trying to set up the movie, so it doesn't feel like it ends. It doesn't feel complete. Seriously, the the fucking thing I hate the most. I can't fucking stand this about the the newest the the Force Awakens. You really made a planet into a Death Star. Oh, I fuck know. you guys fuck well, you so much yeah. like and dude, then they, they shoot and they shoot it across the fucking galaxy and like, people what, in where, a different part of the galaxy can watch it blow up which makes no sense like fly across the sky and you that's can like see us a from the earth that's like us from the earth seeing the milky way blow up right well us from the earth like even though even can think you, about you, this yeah can like, you t- here and I, we've talked about this before on podcasts about space and time so i get it but here's here's what i don't understand and we've talked about this specific incidents actually, um, but why even put that in there? Like, why? Yeah. Why even have them blow up the Republic? Because it has no bearing on the storyline, right? Because in the second one, it's like, oh fuck, we did not run them fast enough, right? Well, they're trying to set up a chaotic time for the next two movies. No, and I get it, and, and, and they're trying to set up Empire, basically a. The second movie being where oh, the Empire wins. Empire's way better than the last. Well, Jedi. I know, but they're trying to set up, set it up know, so that but, in the second but movie. My point was, and you could have done that. You could have done that easily. Yeah. But here's the thing: is like, and I actually people talk shit on this one. We actually, my friend was talking to Sean this the other day. Um, I actually really like when he's fucking with the Han, and uh, General Hux, <laughs> and like he's like posed in front of like the Star Destroyer. I really like that for the beginning. Yeah. Like, what a great icebreaker. And I, I, I like that stupid com- comedic relief. It was like, hello, Hux? No, I need to speak to General Hux. Tell him I'm here. It was like, it was like talking shit to Hux. Like, because I mean, I'm a shit talk. I like yeah. that shit. Um, but like, uh, and I don't mind the battle there. I think that's really realistic what would really happen in a real battle. You know, you get a little ballsy and, you know, you try to overzealous um, with it. That all set up a great, a great start. I just wish it just would expand on that because then all of a sudden it just turned into, it just got, it, I think the movie got away from itself. Almost like uh, Force Awakens got away from itself too because Force Awakens, like, why create a, 
it's almost dumber than than the last Jedi because why create a big Death Star planet? Yeah. Can you not think of something else they can do? Like, for example, go fight like Snoke's guard. Like, have a great Jedi. Like, I'd more rather see all the money spent on a, a badass CGI Jedi battle. Um, at that point in time. Well, I think, I think that's a you made me you gave me an interesting idea, of, um, like where you could say that the Force Awakens problem is that it neglects character development, it neglects original story in, as a, being a slave to the original too much. And then the Last Jedi's problem is it pays too much attention to character development that it hurts it. because So you could say like, because if you look at each of the characters, almost every single character that you follow goes through a pretty interesting character arc. Yeah. But too much in so. order, well, not, not necessarily too much, but the thing is, in order to make those character arcs happen, you have to have some pretty ludicrous things. Do happen, you really or, need a character arc for the girl crying when when uh, Finn finds her? And right, yeah. I miss like. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they've got a lot of people, and then they had to create this whole side adventure on the casino planet that doesn't make sense in the context of it. Like there's a lot of things where they're like, they they this they said what's the most interesting thing we can do with this character. And they did that for each character. But they created, but then, then they created a, a little bit of a mess with the story. They created new Ewoks. N- well, not, not comparatively. <laughs> Dude, Monica loved those little things. I'm just saying my wife was sold. Well, if you're going to do Ewoks, that's the way to do them. Well, I, okay. First of all, let me back that up because I don't have a problem with Ewoks, but, um, Chris, if, if you're gonna if you're Chris gonna put in against Ewoks. I lo- no I love Ewoks. no no I mean like it's a Star Wars thing a lot There's of people hate Ewoks against Ewoks a lot people. of people hate Ewoks and I actually love Ewoks I think their criticisms are not that valid but if you're gonna if you're gonna do like a toy placement that's the right way to do it um, I'm just saying but because my- it's it's not impactful and it's cute and it's actually kind of fun but because um, I actually did like those things the Porgs. Yeah, like and how Chewbacca was cooking the one, and they were all like, "Oh my god!" Oh, I was talking about the hilarious. casino planet, but no, not the porch. Uh, I was talking about the racing horses things because uh, they made the whole side casino planet, yeah, and that's they made kind of, I guess, Ewok like. Um, because like, how oh, there's like this side planet, like these, these super people. primitive things, and, the, and they're like destroying they, they, the advanced technology, and they and they show them like being abused and right. whipped and shit. I'm just like, they spent so much time developing just those things. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, like, well, we get that, it, it was a good no, I, I but I, part of that I uh, like because they're trying to show. They're trying to gray, make things more gray, you know. The it's not the that the first order is evil warmongers and the everybody rebellion. buys from. No, no, I get that, yeah. but, and that's fine. But like those things literally destroyed like the whole city. But they, I, they, I feel like they could have done it in a more efficient way, and they could have done a better story than what they did. Um, somehow, I'm not sure exactly so what it just, is, but I'm just saying that it was a weakness. We need to get out of here, but yeah. let's just let's just say that. I hope episode nine will come to terms with the fact of the first two movies. And I, so I want to see, um, I mean, do they turn Kylo good? Is that the ultimate plan? It almost feels like they can't. It almost feels like he is now the big bad guy. He has to be defeated. See, I think Snoke's still around. I think we're, I think we're seeing we'll a double see. cross. I don't know because the th- I think Kylo knows that Snoke's still around too. 
We'll see. Like that I battle, that battle. It seems like a stretch to me, but it does. But that it, it's almost like that battle was planned. Like it's it's almost like because uh, because Palpatine does the same shit to Luke. It's like oh, I got all your friends in this battle. Oh, fight your fight, Darth Vader. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like that type of battle was planned by Snoke to turn Ray evil. But I guess this is what I'd say. Because Last Jedi undercut so many expectations, I think you're gonna have to. They have to be careful on this next one. They can't just. Even though a lot of the things they did were unpopular, they can't just reverse everything from Last Jedi because that's what a lot of people felt like Last Jedi did. And if they just and if they do, you mean have you seen Deadpool too? No, no, yeah. Okay, but fuck. You can you can ruin me on Deadpool too. That's fine. <laughs> so that one that one is not necessarily about the suspense Dude, it's fucking, of the story. It's great. It's, it, it's, I've heard it's great. It's yeah. really good. That's a really good movie. So at the end of Deadpool too, like all this shit happens, and then uh, spoiler alert, he gets the. Uh, a, it's gonna be re- relevant to what's going on in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, but he gets a time turn. He goes back in time and just undoes everything it's yeah. fucking great like it's like a fuck you do like but that, that's why i just started laughing about it because they pull from other movies that are like just shit movies um right that's <laughs> what i love about deadpool man it's like it's a big fuck you to everything it's almost like south park on steroids but yeah no the first deadpool was hilarious and i think this everything that i heard is the second s- one's really hilarious the second one's i almost like the second one better yeah I really, I mean, the first one's good. Don't get me wrong, but the second one, dude, it's just, oh man, it's well, like they're so politically else. incorrect. And I, I like the politically incorrect shit. But like, he's like fucking making fun of uh, that teen girl. Um, and the teen girl has like a girlfriend now. <laughs> just yeah, and like well, the the way he breaks the fourth wall, it's so good. Right. I. Well, and the other thing is, I'd be perfectly fine. Uh, just having Deadpool movies forever, even if they are all crappy, just for the marketing campaigns that they do, because those are like you know Ryan Reynolds oh, going yeah. out as Deadpool, like Ryan Reynolds is doing the best. silly. Things. He's the best Deadpool ever. Yeah, like the he plays that character. Too. Yeah, just like I can't stop laughing. I really want to see it again because like just some of the, it's almost like me. Like I would be great Deadpool. Like some of the shit he says, like man, I would totally say some shit like that. Like, but um. But, like, just that movie, was, was I enjoyed it from beginning to end. And, like, the end is so great because, like, you watch this movie and your heartstrings are getting pulled. And it's like, then he just goes back and undoes everything. Yeah. It's so, it's just like, uh, it's so Deadpool. Because, like, in the end of the first one, and then, like, after the credits, he, like, walks in and just, like, he does the same type of thing in the end of the credits. Like, oh, you're waiting for Deadpool too, And then, like, then the trailer comes out for Deadpool too. It's, like, the same shit. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, uh, it's, it's from the beginning to end. It's like fucking it's go. And I love that about the movie. It's action packed and the puns are there. And like, I like nobody does the breaking the fourth wall really well. They do it fucking great in these movies. It's, yeah. it's really hard to do it. Well, they do it yeah. really good in those movies. No. Yeah. Their, their comedy is just completely Dude. on point a hundred percent throughout the movie. They don't. Even the really credits, miss. the yeah. credits were Probably. making fun of the audience. Yeah. Or like, it's just like, I'm like, I, cause I was, I was just turning off my phones and Monica's laughing. I'm like, what are you laughing at? And it was a, like the opening credits, like, I had like funny shit, like talking right. shit to you at the audience, like just for like watching it. It's, it's pretty good. Right. Um, okay. So what would you recommend? Um, you've been out of town. So I don't know if you recommend anything, a uh, Netflix movie. 
for our segment. Okay. Um, have we talked about this yet? Uh, Kung Fury. We have not. No. So I would recommend that. That's a good one. It's about a 30 minute movie, right? Yeah. It's hilarious. If you like 80s stuff. I still need to watch that. I heard it's really good. I need, I need to get oh, on I thought we all watched it together one time. Did we? Maybe not. I may have fallen asleep. Well, oh, maybe you fell asleep. I, I know I, we, Bright and I watched it with Jesse. We did so not. Maybe. I don't think we watched it. We watched, um, oh, the, uh, End of the World with Scott Pilgrim or, um, yeah, Scott Pilgrim Saves the World. No, it was a different one. Can't remember, but Kung Fury is great. I would recommend, I just watched, um, a new episode of, um, I've been watching, I'm on the second season, oh, excuse me, I'm on the second season right now, it's, um, Designated, Designated Survivor, it's if you got Hulu, it's pretty good, and it has Keith or, Sutherland, Keith or Sutherland in it. Yeah. It's about, um, and technically this could happen, um, pretty much there's a terrorist attack, um, I think it's State of the Union or something like that, it blows up the State of the Union. Right. So, damn, it was loud. So all those people get, um blown up and um so the only person alive is the designated survivor so he becomes president by by proxy it's really good yeah and i'm on the second season now it's all been pretty good but i like politics so yeah um if you're looking for a good tv series to watch that one's pretty good if you're looking for a good tv series to wish happened but is currently not happening look up the trailer for the sci-fi series tremors they were. I saw some. Did you put? Who posted that in our group? I did. Did you? Okay. Yeah, it's it's great. It looks great. Yeah, There's, I stopped watching Tremors after the first three. Uh, yeah, I no, I I think I only saw the first two. This basically, look based on the trailer, erases all of the sequels. So you have the original Tremors, and then in the storyline of this season of this TV show that Sci-Fi made but canceled, they didn't air it. They have enough material for a trailer, though. So, anyway, from the first movie to this season, it's like 30 years later, and those other movies never happened. Okay. And it's it's got Kevin Bacon back, and he's, like, older, and he is, like, the hero or whatever. But, you know, it's been a long time since then, and his luck hasn't changed much. He's not... God, Tremors, man. That's a great fucking movie. You need to watch the trailer. It's a good trailer. I wish they would air it. So they have the whole season filmed. I don't know if they have the whole thing filmed, but they have enough that they could make a interesting. So why trailer. would they? Why, that's bullshit, Chris. They're putting out this yeah. is a this a is teaser. a this, yeah. this is a teaser because they're seeing they're, what kind of grounds they're they're seeing if it's going to take hold or not. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Just, exactly you know, bullshit. That they didn't, they didn't can't they didn't cancel shit. They're just doing this so that. Oh, they're, they're just making it. sure. Yeah, that fuck they, them. That they're going to make a lot of. But money I'd like to see it. it though. Like Kevin Bacon's great. Sir of Echoes, another yep. good movie. Um, I've, I like most things with Kevin Bacon in it. Footloose, there's another good one. Yeah. Um, but all right, man, we're going to bounce out of here. All right. All right, see you guys. Bye. Matt. Chris. Rampant Speculation.